Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Kissed by Fire, the podcast making its way to you through the weirwood trees of the haunted forest and all the way over the wall. I am B-Word. And I'm Steph Lioness. Today we will continue our super nerdy and in-depth read-through of Fire and Blood, the A Song of Ice and Fire prequel book on which House of the Dragon, or Hot D, was based. We're not quite up to the part covered in the show, but we are edging ever nearer to those tense times. Yes, we are. And I'm going to try not to laugh at the fact I just said edging. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> in. Actually, that's on brand for edging. Okay. Today we will cover a chapter entitled A Time of Testing, The Realm Remade. Mm, and before we get to that chapter, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Yes. Uh, firstly, we would like to thank our Patreon from the Queen's Guard level, Crispy, the Song of Ice. Uh, your ever-continuing support is so important to us, and it helps us do what we do. So thank you so much. Mm, so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Kiss by Fire is only made with the support and love from our Patreons, so you too can join us. Or as little as five dollars, or oh, that's four pounds thirteen per month currently. Uh, could change. <laughs> could even become four pounds eleven. And you get perks, early access, and other joyful Kiss by Fire Patreon things. And speaking of joy, I have news. We now have a threadless shop. Woohoo! It's very exciting. So exciting. yeah, I know. <laughs> so we got we got merch and things. So if you go to kissedbyfire.threadless.com. That's where you can get teas and mugs and tote bags and probably other stuff eventually. I very nervously went and did it this very morning and went, okay, I'll see what I can do. And I might add a few more things. Uh, I was very intrigued by phone cases because I really need a new one. Ooh, so that'd be fun. Phone case would be fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you'll notice the t-shirts come in white because obviously our background is usually white. But also in green or in black. So make your team choice wisely, people. Mm -hmm. Black or green? Mm -hmm. Green or black? So what team would you be on, Beth? Um, both. <laughs> I often play for both. I often play for both teams. <laughs> she does. She certainly does. There we go. There's either the Gemini in her or the bisexual. <laughs> so, but a bit of everything. Well, what you can do is you can buy two and then cut them in half and then sew them together. Oh my god! Genius. Um, Genius. I know, I know, I am. Uh, shall we get to the chapter uh, recap, or and then recap what's come before this? Yes, as well? yes. Let's. Uh, so, uh, we have Jaharis and Alisan faced off threats to their marriage from Rogar and Alyssa. Rogar wanted to mm -hmm. tempt Jaharis and failed. Alyssa wanted to scare Alyssa with the faith's teachings. Nope. nope. Alyssa wanted to scare Alyssa. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It's the Alyssa George R. R. Martin thing again. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth I hate it so herself. much. <laughs> She's scaring herself. <laughs> Alyssa wanted to scare Alisan with the faith teachings on incest, but Alisan only brought the pious women sent to her over to her side. Yeah, she did. She was so loving and just wonderful and persuasive. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see that as a um, kind of a feature of the kind of person Alisan is. She's, she is able to bring people over to her side. Just as much the conciliator, um, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. As a result of all of this, Rogar did try some pretty heavy treason uh, and got sent on his merry way back to the Stormlands. If you remember, he tried to put got a Rhea on the throne. Mm -hmm. Got kicked in the butt. Failing that, he, tried, he did. He tried to get Ray, steal Rayella from the Sept 
in Old Town to put them on the throne instead of Jaehaerys, who said, you could become a maester instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he had, his, he had his butt kicked all the way back to the Stormlands. But over in the West, Rhaena was no longer welcome on Fair Isle, so she left with her not-quite-so-well-matched husband and his sister, whom Rhaena actually loved more than him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the rest of her ladies' court, dubbed the four-headed beast by wanker-in-chief Franklin Farman. <laughs> Yes. I don't know, that's a very British way of putting it, isn't it? Wanker in chief. What would the Americans and Canadians call him? Um I don't know. Jackass. Jackass. Jackass in chief. <laughs> Franklin like Farman. Yeah. And over to Casterly Rock she went, only to be courted not so subtly by the Lannisters who desired dragon's eggs and to marry Reyna uh to one of their heirs in return for their safe hospitality. Mm-hmm, they did. They were a bit um shady as but shady. Yeah, the fucking Lannisters. I just hate the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you get nothing for free from those guys from the Lannisters, that's for sure. You cannot even have a bed without them saying, Can we have a dragon's egg in return? Yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll let you stay. Um, or your hand in marriage, even though you're already married. Even though you're already married. Um yeah. even though you're already married. <laughs> Finally, though, Jaharis comes of age. He's now king in his own right. Alison as his queen and this chapter the time of testing the realm remade is it? the realm remade yep yes that's the start of his reign proper as no longer with regents he is on his own he's the king it's him it's him as the title of the chapter suggests there are many tests he must get over uh, even just to begin his kinging and it it's we'll get into it um yeah. But it's a, it's like a due diligence chapter. So it, it's it is. Yeah. I quite like it. It's like um, if you have seen a musical. Oh well, there we go. Where <laughs> we've what? I don't like musicals. Go ahead. Well, no, but I mean, if you've ever watched a musical, for example, because I don't love many musicals, but there are some good ones out there. And I used to have to teach musicals um, at school as a teacher, and uh, you get like the songs where like a load of action happens and stuff and then you might i feel like we've just had the section this last that last chapter was very full of dastardly deeds and exciting things and now we get like a bit of a break where the narrator takes over and does like a little what's that thing that they call it in only murders in the building a patter song Okay. And they go, and now we take it to this place, and we're gonna. Do, 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 do. Yeah, and it's like the recap. But it's me rapping. It's not even a recap. Yeah. It's like a brush over. This is all the things that change in yeah. the meantime. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's, but I still like it. So it's maybe not as juicy in some ways. Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, but I like it because it sets up so much to come, and uh, I, I feel like it's laying the ground and I also you learn a lot about Jaharis. Yes. In this chapter. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. do. It's all about him really. Okay. And we so what we see in this is what he does with the court and council because he wants to make it his own. So what does he do? And also like generally all around uh sort of King's Landing and the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. He also has major monies with major monies with? <laughs> no. Major issues with money. He's got mo. He's got no money. Mo and money mo problems. Yeah. <laughs> he needs mo money because he's got mo problems. Yes. He the 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 coffers are empty. They've got nothing. They've had to because of all the wedding and the wars. 
they had to stop working on the dragon pit, didn't they? So nothing left. They broke because of the, the golden wedding. And that silly Billy that they put in charge of coin, Celtigar, Celtigar, taxed all the poor people. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to tax yeah. the poor, like poor people. Squeezing blood King from Landing. a stone, you dumbass. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. I know. So Jaharis has to sort all that shit out. And he also has a little bit of a problem in that he married his sister. And we need to know how he figures that problem out. Because historically, Westerosi people weren't down for that shit, where they weren't on board nope. with incest. Nope. And it may have caused a few problems for them in that it made some of them die. If you've made it this far, <laughs> then you, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. You know what if, you, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he also has two pains in his royal ass. One of them being Rogar Baratheon. He used to finally decide what to do with that treasonous piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, in pops, randomly at the end, Raina Targaryen. She's yep. just like, oh, hi. Boop. Remember hi me? Do you remember me? Baby bro. I'm going to be a very little tickle, like a little tickle on the anus. Mm-hmm. Like not a total pain in his ass like Rogar, but more like a kind of itchy scratch. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I've got to deal with you as well. Like a sibling that turns up. Yep. And he's like, oh, I better deal with this now. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. So there you go. So that's what will happen in this chapter. I mean, or we could just leave it there. I've summed it up. There we go. We've summed it up. (laughs) Episode's over. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thanks. That was good. That's it. Um, It's a little bit more detail than that. And also we have uh, a Patreon question halfway through as well. Yes. So remember all it, those so. things and more. Uh, it's in there. It's all. It's all there. We've got it. Oh, right. Got it in front of us. I believe. Yeah. Steph is so, so my master organizer. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm organized in one way because <laughs> the rest of my life is a garbage fire. So that's um, my brain. Yeah. Right now. Anyway. Yup. Yup. So. Okay. So let's get into it. Time of testing. The realm remade. Do you want to read the opening bit, or should I read the opening bit? Should I do my maester do voice? Do your maester voice, everyone. That's why we have all okay. these patrons, is because they want to hear your, your <laughs> maester voice. Uh, yes, I'll one day I'll read it all the way through and do all the voices like I do, like a bedtime story yes. for my children. I want it. How's about that, I want guys? it for Patreon-only content. You can find us at kissbyfire at patreon.com. <laughs> yes, indeed. Shameless plug. So here we go. <laughs> go ahead. Shameless plug. It's not a shameless plug. Say shameful plug. Yeah. Um, what would a plug be if it didn't have shame? <laughs> anyway, a time of testing, the realm remade. King Jaehaerys the First Targaryen returned to King's Landing alone, on the wings of his dragon Vermithor. Five knights of his king's guard had come before him, arriving three days earlier to ascertain that all was in readiness for the king's arrival. Queen Alysanne did not accompany him. Given the uncertainty that surrounded their marriage and the fraught nature of the king's relationship with his mother, Queen Alyssa, and the lords of the council, it was thought prudent that she remain on Dragonstone for a time, with her wise women and the rest of the king's guard. Mm-hmm. Good intro so far, to the chapter. It? It's good. It sort of sets yeah. up where everyone is. Do you mm-hmm. think he did the right thing by leaving Alysanne behind? Yes. Yeah. Why? I think that he needed to get everything organised before he was ready to to deal with the faith 
Mm-hmm. So I think he had to sort of, it's like cleaning your house before you like, you know, open it up for the neighborhood if you're having a you know, backyard barbecue or something. Um, so, you know, it has to, everything at home, all the housekeeping has to be done before he could actually let people into to that part of his life. Even though not by now, a lot of people are suspicious maybe, but they don't know. I still think that, that keeping that, saving that battle for when he was ready for it was the right thing to do. He had other things to handle first. Do you think it was the right decision? Um, I can see why and I understand it I just think it's a shame because she is important to him I feel like the two of them together would have been a powerful statement however I can understand his reasoning of thinking I need to do this and get the realm ready for the next part I, I don't know it I feel like it just could have been a very strong statement to say here we are together yeah I think he was picking his battles I believe that he yeah. went into King's Landing with a plan that he and Alistair had concocted together um mm. concocted even sounds I don't mean for it to be like oh they schemed it but they no. they planned no. they made this plan together and so I think all of the actions that he took for the most part were something that he and Alistair probably mm. discussed all the scenarios they were there for a long time so yeah yeah I think that she was involved she just wasn't present if that makes sense yes yeah no that makes sense that makes sense and I, I just think it's a shame because I really like her yeah. and I think it would have been really cool to kind of be like here we are we're together Power oh, even we're a couple or, or even they didn't have to say that they were married you know just have her there too mm-hmm. to be his support because... but I think that they were worried that someone would try and have her married off to someone else like they have tried before but they could have done that anyway she was alone on Dragonstone yeah but she was pretty surrounded by people and Jaehaerys would beat them there that's true and she could fly that's away true, but still be like nah she could fly away in King's Landing I don't know I just I feel like True. It would have been because they they've had they've made a point of having her while they've been on Dragonstone being part of his councils and meeting with people. So a lot of people already know about mm-hmm. it, and also like the fact that they tend to be king and queen together. So it seems unlike them, I guess, to not to have made that decision. That's all. I'm. It, it's. Yeah, it, and it seems to work out for him, as we'll find out that it works out that way. Yeah, but I, I also feel like, oh, it could have been, it might have been nice, but maybe that would have been a mistake. I think, it yeah, I think you'll never know. It could have been a mistake. I think it could have been a mistake because I think people would just get hung up on their marriage, and then it, he wouldn't be allowed to do mm. the other things that need to get done for his reign. So yeah, I think that I think her not being it kind of just feels well. like. I think the other negative thing for me is, I is are they? It it may have come across like he's ashamed. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. And he that's knows, fair. But and I don't, he knows that he's done I don't think he wrong. was. Like he 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 affirms no. his marriage several times to different people, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Early. I get it's just there in my head like, "Oh, are you you're not ashamed." He should be because you know, people icky. be like, "Oh, he's <laughs> But we're not Targaryens, so, you know. Right, right. I mean, it is gross and there are bits where I'm like, "Ew," mm-hmm. in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think it just some people might interpret it as he wants to hide her. And yeah, and he feels shame for what he's done, rather than a wise choice for diplomacy. You know, which is what he's done. He's doing it for diplomatic reasons. Yes, and I feel like some people might interpret it that he actually just felt ashamed of marrying her, 
knew he'd done a wrong thing and uh and, and that's why he left her behind and that it showed weakness potentially yeah i can see that but we'll never know we know we'll never know we don't know hmm. But it wasn't a good, it wasn't, a, as it says, an auspicious day because the weather was shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, it's shit most of the time in the UK. So if you're waiting for, a, if you're waiting for good weather. <laughs> yeah, it was just um, a day like any other day. Yeah, skies were grey, persistent drizzle. Do you know what you say that in Scotland? What? If it's a grey drizzly day, it's dreich. Mm, okay. It's a dreich day. So they had a dreich day. Dreich. D R E I C H Dreich Dreich Day. A Dreich yeah. Day. Dreich Day, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Persistent drizzle, grey day. Hmm. They had the a Maester Benefer, Grand Maester Benefer. If you remember he was Magor's Grand Maester, but he ran away, didn't he? He did. During the realm of Magor to Essos and then came back after Magor had died. Yeah. He's scared. So he's he's still there. He's scared. He's scared. Yeah, so he's he's there. So he's our main kind of note taker mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, time, he's our eyes he? and he's ears the one... in this yeah. portion. Yeah. He's our eyes and ears on the ones who I think Maester Yandel or whoever the else fuck who wrote this book mm-hmm. is basing their knowledge on. Yeah. So there's lots of people there, people getting going on about their business, Night Squire stable boys, but apparently when they heard the sound of leathern wings. Everyone applauded. Everybody, well, there was a cheer that grew and grew and grew and grew, mm. rolling past the Red Keep's walls. And I... First of all, do you think that the weather is a prophetic fallacy or not? No. no? I think the weather is just is. It's just a constant. It just is. Just, yeah. I just wondered, because he's gone to the point of saying the weather was a bit crap. Yeah. And usually that's it was a dark and stormy night is because right. something is coming right. that's negative. Yeah. I think that I just feel like in this case, it was like, how can I make a mundane maester sound mundane? And it was like, well, it was a... <laughs> it was a <laughs> it drizzly was until we heard those leather. It was like they needed something as from a writing perspective to make the leathern wings. So you already have a sound mm. in your head with the rain or a vision and yeah, then the yeah. wings is another... Mm. that's my it's just a writing that's my thought what's your thought do you think it's a i don't know i mean because i mean i might bring it up again in the spoiler section because i feel like it all it usually when someone says it's not an auspicious day the weather was bad you know it was gray and blah 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 i feel like that is trying to say all is not totally well so there was cheering Obviously, although again with the cheering, I always yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know what I meant room. is again like we have we're we're we don't know the intention of this narrator. So well, that's what I mean. I was going to say with the cheering, was there cheering? Exactly. Did people? Yeah. And if they did cheer, were they cheering because that's what you have to do, or you get burnt by a dragon? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he's here! <laughs> you know, Yay! Shit. He's here! Hooray! Yay! Yay! So happy to see so you! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Did I cheer loud enough? <laughs> well, because if it was Magor, might have been like, yeah, yeah exactly. You don't know what what he's going to do, so they yeah. don't know. Well, the they might have been none. Yet. People might have just been like, "Oh, the dragon's back," you know? Yeah, and exactly. Like, do do the small folk really give a shit yeah. about the people who generally don't give that much of a shit about their lives? No, 
But I, I do wonder, like, I feel like even though, like, the dragons haven't been there in a long time. No. So I feel like just that awe of seeing a dragon mm. would would may have been yeah, present. You'd like your pants, though, wouldn't you? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, is a dragon again? I'll pick exactly. Pick yeah, <laughs> house down again. <laughs> I better cheer in case they get angry. Right. <laughs> exactly. Awkward. Awkward cheering. Benefer doesn't describe awkward cheering very well. <laughs> no. Or yes. not Benefer is a Benefer. Uh, yeah, it was Benefer. But then I guess it goes to the question that comes up a lot in these novels which is do you rule with love or with fear mm. and i guess if you have dragons there will always no matter how much you get people to love you there will always be fear yes. and that's the point that's the point the, the targaryen powers yeah. in their dragons there's no question yeah so and they yeah. capitalize on it so Mm-mm. yeah yes. but then can you ever really trust the people because are they only ever there simply because they're afraid of your dragon. Yeah. And the minute you but don't does have that, a dragon... But does that matter? Like, they don't... Targaryens, especially at this stage, never believe they won't have a dragon. That's true. So why would they... They don't. There's nothing to question for them. We just are the absolute rulers because we have these dragons and no one else does, and that's that. Mm, mm, yeah. And and you will see, Jaehaerys uses that several times through his reign. That, that gentle reminder. And soon in this chapter. I mean, he used. I mean, even as he arrives, he doesn't just land immediately no. in the red. Keep. He shows he off. He goes around the city three times. He shows off a bit. Is that to kind of go, "Hey, I'm your king, and I'm cool," and that would be yeah. exciting. It would be exciting. But also, here's my dragon. Yeah, it's intimidation I got to a degree, right? Yeah, I have this. Yeah, this is my, <laughs> this is my trump card. Like, no one's gonna argue with what I have to say because this is my, yeah, my nuke. Yep. And Maester Benefer makes the most stupid comment of all. Okay. Do you want to know what that is? No. He had changed since last I saw him. (laughs) And I've written, duh. Duh. Like, it's been two years. Like, yeah, yeah, he's going to change. You silly Billy. He calls him the stripling who had flown off to Dragonstone had gone. Uh, he was taller than before by several inches. Well, duh, yep. his kids grow. His chest and arms had filled out. His hair was flowing loose. It's almost sexy. His hair was flowing loose about his shoulders. And a fine golden down, I'm sorry, no, downy hair. Bleh, no. Had covered his cheeks and chin. It's what we call bum fluff. I've mentioned that bum before. Fluff. Bum fluff. Mm-hmm. We call it peach fuzz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before he had been clean shaved. So it's kind of, I feel like it's meant to be like a, and then he got off his horse. Nah, nah, nah. You know? Yeah. It's like a bit of a, but then he also doesn't have any kingly raiment. I find this is a really interesting choice that he's made. I agree. He's not wearing kingish clothes. Mm-hmm. He's got salt stained leathers, garb fit for hunting or riding with only a studded jack. What's a studded jack to protect him? What's a studded jack? I don't know. Jacket? A I don't know. Like a, a like a jerkin? Oh. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Studded jack. I'm going to Google that. I think it's like the coat that you wear. Yeah, it's like a coat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is Owen's obviously studded, so it's got some metal yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah. He also, he bore the sword on his sword belt. He bore black mm-hmm. fire. He did. The sword of kings. I think it's to show that he doesn't actually feel threatened. Mm, he doesn't have to be like, I am the king. No. Any man who has to say he is the king is no king. 
but that's Jahari's really really honing into that and really understanding mm-hmm. that thoroughly. He is the king. He mm-hmm. doesn't have to prove anything. And he doesn't feel threatened no. by anybody there. No. Also, I feel like the salt stone leathers and stuff for hunting just it also makes me think he's like, I am not also gonna just sit around on my ass with fancy clothes on. No. I I'm gonna get down to work. Yes, I'm an I'm here to work. I'm not here to be lick spittled and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I'm not going to just be, like, wearing my jeweled garments. It's going to be, I I will get down and dirty. Mm -hmm. Roll my shirt sleeves up and do what needs to be done to be the king. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the first first words. My lords, we have work to do. So his garments just totally express that same sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And with Blackfire, that's very symbolic. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know. Well, I find it funny that he's like, the sword of kings. It's like, well... We're only in 50 AC. So we've had 50 years when this has been the sword of a king. Yeah. So I find it funny that but this every law king has, has owned been made it so up. far. That's true. But still, that's only like, like, this is the fourth king. The fourth one. Yeah. And one of them was Magor. <laughs> and the other was Aenys. So it's yeah. not, we haven't exactly got like. Well, look at and Aenys didn't even want Black. He gave Blackfire to Maegor, but he still had Aenys it. Aenys was like, he take still had my it for sword. a while. But that's the thing: the sim- symbolism True. of him handing Blackfire over to Maegor mm. was important mm. at the time. So the symbolism yeah. of Jaehaerys having the sword present with him is important at the time. Mm. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I just find it funny. It's all it like this is the sword of kings for fifty years yeah. for like four half century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> four kings. Ooh, whoop de doodle. Okay. Yeah. The Starks yeah. are like, ooh, the Sword of Kings. <laughs> they have, yeah. they have their like, sword they've had ice for thousands yeah, of years. Exactly. Like, yeah. Fuck off, mate. You think that's a Sword of Kings? Yeah. Shut up. I found, you know what I thought was really interesting and really stood out was that Grand Maester Benefer, so it's his writing that Maester Yandel is quoting here, mm-hmm. and Maester Benefer says, a shiver of fear went through me with when I saw that sword. And he says, is there a warning here? I wondered as the dragon settled to the ground, smoke rising from between his teeth. I had fled to Pentos when Mago had died, frightened of what fate awaited me under his successors. And for an instant, I stood as I stood there in the damp, I wondered whether I had been a fool to return. This is, I feel like this is the first time we've heard a Mesa talk about themselves. Yeah, you might be right. And There's not a lot. Not, I really, as soon as I heard him say me, I was like, who, who is talking here? And I, thought is Yandel talking about this mm-hmm. but then I realized oh no he's quoting benefit but before the maces have only really given us kind of this is what this person this is said. what happened this is what so-and-so said you're right this is the first sort of like first person perspective and I'm wondering why is there a reason for this or am I just reading too much into it but it 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 really really stood out that it's benefit's opinion mm-hmm. he it's the first time we see anyone talking in the first person <laughs> in yeah. this book like this is a historical tome where it is very much a recording of what was said by that person we don't hear what anyone really feels from their own head yeah spoiler alert like you do in the rest of the main series yeah you yeah. don't get that it's the first you time you're inside someone's mind i feel like 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 as a history student i've been reading seventeen thousand primary sources right now and that sounds fun yeah super fun but that's what that's what fire and blood is is mm-hmm. a sort of a it's a compilation of primary sources in its own way and mm-hmm. and you see the evolution of primary sources and the way different people write them and what they're made for and stuff so it mm-hmm. it's for me this is just like 
another example of of a way to write like it'd be like if you're writing a letter to a loved one and we don't have any of that mm-hmm. in here until that no. that line is that this this but is it's just so moment. weird it is weird i just it weird. did it I, as soon as i read it i was like this is really weird yeah. i felt this and me and this is what me thought and i thought this and i felt that and i would not it's like for me this is 179 pages in yeah um 188 and 188 179 i've got pictures in mine though oh i have more and that's weird anyway maybe i just have more uh, weird. free shit stuff Appreciate it. Yeah. But this is the first time we hear a person's point of view and their feelings. Like it literally is in their head. A shiver of fear went through me when I saw that saw that sword, and then it goes to italics. Is there a warning there? Mm-hmm. Like it's full on narrator. No, it's not dry, and then he got the sword out. And all before him shivered. So it's I shivered with fear. Benefer is a better this, writer I was than the people yeah. before him. Yeah. And and I think it's like one of those moments of being mm. less objective. Mm. Right? This is this is a me mm. moment. I'm and you know, like I said, in sort of looking through primary sources, you you look at the source mm. and try and understand their own objectivity and what they've seen. Benefer is not afraid to say I've seen shit and I'm no. scared of it and whatever. Yeah, he does see other things, doesn't yeah. he, later on. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and also it shows you that the maces are not simply there to be dry observers. No. They are diarists too. Right, and this they sort of start playing a part here, right? Mm, more yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, much more yeah. so, definitely. Um, but it just really stands out. And I feel like, I wonder if George R. R. Martin was like, how do I wangle in just to remind wangle people in. that I'm the one he went, I'm the one who went off to Pentos when Magor was in, on the throne. Yeah. Like, how can I remind everybody? Oh, I'll just say it. I'll show, not tell. <laughs> I will just get him to say it as like, it's a diary entry. Yeah. Um, because otherwise people won't remember who he is. <laughs> Yeah, it was very. It it's a really boop 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 moment for me where you think, wow, the writing just looks so different. It is different. It's totally different different style, but I but I like it because I feel like it's also one of the first examples of us actually seeing the Maesters have a personality Mm -hmm. and yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, you hear it's like this is my voice for the first time. You don't hear that Mm -hmm. in any of the other ones. Mm. I like it, but of course. It literally took milliseconds for any fears that Benefer had to dissipate because as soon as Jaehaerys slid gracefully from Vermithor's back, he smiled. Yep. I am not here to burn you all alive. And of course, <laughs> yeah, so here we get with the weather again. It was as if the sun had broken through the clouds, reported Lord Tully. So I guess we've got there. It was a grey day and then King Jaehaerys arrived and then the sun came out. So I, I guess we've got there. There you go. Full circle. Yeah, yep. there you are. Yep. And he basically, Jaharis is like, we've got work to do. No so, messing. Yep. No, no messing. He's been messing around chilling. for two years. He just wants to get yep. going now. He is out of limbo and he is ready mm-hmm. to rule. But there's one person who is missing, Beth, from all the people that came to meet him in the castle yard. Who was that person? His mummy. His mom. His mama. Oh. I like that you just said his mummy and I said his mom. We just swapped. <laughs> we swapped. Yeah. His mummy. We did. Yeah. Yes. 
She did not come to meet him. She she, didn't. Did she snub him? Did she, what, was it fear? I know, I was going to ask, why Why do you think Alyssa didn't come? Uh, because Rogar wouldn't let her finish. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I did a naughty joke there. Um, why, why didn't she come and see her son arrive? I, do you know what? I think that's a dangerous thing to do. He's your king. Maybe your son. He's your fucking king. Yes. Get out there. Yeah. I, is she? I wonder if she was afraid, because it comes across as quite the snub, and I think she was shitting herself, because I think based on some things we read later in this chapter, that Jaharis knew way more about what was going on in court than she even knew, because he knows shit, mm-hmm. and I think she's terrified because she's thinking I have facilitated a traitor. I brought him into the family. I married him. This goon of a man. Yeah. Jaharis sort of likes Rogar, but also thinks of him as a bit of a fuckboy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and someone who has annoyed him. At, well, like we've read before, like Jaharis was annoyed because he was meant to be helping out with get to know lords of the realm, but instead he just went hunting and hawking and got drunk instead. Yeah. He was meant. He was meant to be part of help. Let's let's find out what the people are like. And he just like got pissed and fell asleep, um, yeah. and had sex with virgins instead. I I don't know. I think she was bricking it. I wonder if she's going. She he's gonna be. Is she gonna? Is he gonna lock me in a tower? Obviously, he can't feed her to the dragon because that's kinsling. Mm-hmm. But it is was she afraid? Do you think? I think she was ashamed. Oh, okay. And it, yeah, I think yeah. she was ashamed. I think that she, yeah, was embarrassed about the way she had treated him and all the things that she had done. And mm. she essentially knew that everything she tried had failed and just couldn't mm. couldn't face him. So she was hiding mm. out. What do you think they, so he went to her. Yes. He went to and her they talked, and they talked, but no one, but no one was in the room. So what do you think happened? What do you think went down there? I don't know. It says that her face was red and puffy from weeping mm-hmm. when she appeared a short time later and she was not allowed on the on the council anymore after that point she was not he didn't even say well you know i know that it's not normal for the dowager to be on the council but i think she's wise let's have her he was like yeah that's fine no she's well i think i think he probably felt betrayed by her too yeah right and, and what trying to undermine him so he's like you can't and as we'll see, sort of similar what he does with Rogar in a way, like mm-hmm. uh, you can't be an inside person here anymore. My trust has been broken, no. but no. you are still my mom for her. You know, you are still an important person. Your presence is still important here. You still have a job mm-hmm. to do and we move forward. But it's not going to be anything to do with ruling the realm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they talked about. I, I think he told her everything that he knew. And I think he gave her some home truths about shit. I don't know. What do you think? What do they talk about in the tower in Megos Holdfast? I think, I actually think one of the things they talked about was what to do with Rogar. Okay. I think that when Rogar shows up later, we'll get there shortly. Yeah. That, that, that plan, the way that went down was in part because of what Alyssa wanted. Because I think he wanted to ascertain that what she wanted before he dealt with Rogar. Do I just? Yeah, definitely. But Take what care of her treason. What made her? I don't know. Begging, pleading with her son, mm. losing all of her power, 
I think she's genuinely afraid for them with what happened with Reyna and Aegon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's been clear all the way through her story in the book yeah. and since their marriage. But I also think she's very prideful. I, I think there is a prideful part of her and she is also afraid, not just that they might be killed, but their reputation and her reputation will be damaged. But I think her reputation is damaged anyway because she went along with Rogar's schemes. Yeah. I think maybe Jaharis was like, tell me how involved you were in these schemes, some of them. Tell me what you knew, you know? But I think ultimately it comes down to he knows that he can't trust her, especially with the marriage yeah. right now. Yeah. So there's going to be some relationship building. Maybe they need therapy. They do. Maybe they do. <laughs> Can you imagine a House of the Dragon therapy session? <laughs> That's what I want. Who would be the therapist? One yeah. of the maesters? Septon? No, they'd be terrible. I know, it'd be, be so bad. So, it'd be so awful. Oh, yeah, like, maester, terrible, dry old man. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be rubbish. Septon would be worse. I maybe mushroom, although he comes later. He's later. Yeah, he'd be <laughs> <He's> <laughs> amazing. Later. He wouldn't be a good therapist, though, because he wouldn't listen. <laughs> he would just be like, <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> and he'd just talk about his member all the time. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. There is a book series that I love that I mentioned when I was on Davos Fingers doing Meet the Kalisar one time mm-hmm. and it's um, Thursday Next books by Jasper Ford and in the books Thursday Next can go her uncle Mycroft has invented a way to go into books so you can go in and side and be in a book. Oh cool. And she ha- In the first one she has to go in and she has to protect Jane Eyre um, but also not be seen by Jane Eyre because it's written in the first person because right. someone was trying to kidnap Jane Eyre from inside the book. Um, and later on, she finds out that there is a police, like a crime division within inside books mm-hmm. called Juris Fiction, and she <laughs> joins it. Neat. And one of her jobs is to go to uh, Withering Heights and make sure that they all turn up to their anger management therapy classes. <laughs> Um, and that they're not smashing up the house uh, too much Um, but yeah it just makes me think of that like the idea of the Targaryens and therapy together Mm -hmm. imagine sitting Raina, Alyssa and Jaehaerys down Mm -hmm. uh, like like in The Simpsons, there's an episode where the Simpsons go for therapy and they all just yeah and they all just beat each other up with these like soft bats they're supposed to just use and they all electrocute each other. I feel like Raina would just end up killing them all with her like trauma rage with everything she's been through. Yes. It would be like, oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> yep. Bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Yeah. Should write a mini skit about that. Yes. Yes. It would be. Funny. It would be. Uh, all right. That out for our patrons. Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> so Alyssa no longer has a seat. And also, Maester Benefit says she no longer has any joy in her. No She's joyless. Joy. She doesn't have any purpose now, happen. right? Um, like, for, for the Westerosi standards of women at the time, um, she wasn't a wife anymore. She wasn't a ruler anymore. Yeah. She didn't have, you know, she didn't have a good relationship. She wasn't raising children anymore. She didn't have anything nope. to give her mm. massive purpose. And we'll see Alice. And I don't now. like the way she raised her children. No. I don't like what she did. No. She was obviously shady to Raina, and I truly believe that it was because of Raina's personality and sexuality that Alyssa, again, probably thinking, what will people think if you're you know, openly gay. You know, gay or queer? Yeah. 
Um, and why can't you just be normal like other children? Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of I can imagine her saying that. Like Raina's like, well, I just want to, I don't know, look at the animals. Yeah, well, and I just want my friend with me. She's like my comfort person. I just need my friend with me yeah. for this journey. And I mean, Alyssa gives in, but. I realize that I have like my own parental issues. Yeah. Probably <laughs> reading a lot into that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing that Jaharis does, he's like, let's get into work. I've seen my mum. I've made her cry. <laughs> yep. Yep. Done and dusted on that one. She's been sat she sacked. But then he went about sorting out his council and the whole basically the whole of the Red Keep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he changed chopped and changed. All the way down to the rat catchers though, by the way. Like I know. From, I know, from I the from the council all the way down to the rat catchers. So yes, go ahead. He chopped No no no, I loved that bit. Um the rat catchers bit. I'll talk about that in yeah. spoiler sec. But look yeah, Damon Valarian was hand, became hand of the king. That's he stays that. Which was interesting because obviously the Valarians are normally ships people. Yep. But he gave that to Red wine. Red wine. Lord Red Wine. Yeah. Ma- Manfred Red Wine. Yes, the first time. Which was the first time that there'd not been a Valarian as an admiral. Yeah. Uh, in fifty years. Let's just keep it in perspective. Yeah. In fifty years. <laughs> but it but I feel like again, like that's one of those things that the Valerians have sort of just had as part of their title. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And and again, we I think it's also important to remember. I don't think that they were slighted, but this is Alyssa's family. This is where Alyssa comes from. Uh, and Lord Corbray, I love the Corbrays. I know. I want more Corbrays in my life. Was stayed on as commander of the City Watch, but <laughs> my favourite, Lord Tully, was thanked for his service and reunited with his pious ju- wife. Ju- pious, his pious <laughs> wife, <laughs> Lady yeah. And they went. They were sent home mm. to River Run. Bye, bye, peace. Bye, Lord Tully. Yeah. I just don't really like the Tullys. I'm sorry. I I think that their whole, I don't like their, um, house words. Family either. duty honor, really. Family, fine. Duty. I feel like duty is not a great reason to do stuff. Personally, it's my duty. It's like guilt. I feel guilty, so I better do something. I don't know. I just feel like duty. You're is... just saying it over and over for the fun of it. Duty. I'm not saying duty. I'm saying duty. Family duty honor. I don't know. I'm just not in love with the Tullys. Also, the emblem is a fish, and I don't really. I fish smell. Fish is stinky, so it's slippery. I like fish. Uh, they taste nice when they're cooked, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Just don't. I don't love it. I don't love it. Well, I have so much to say that I calm down, Beth. It wasn't even dirty things. I have a lot to say. <laughs> Um, about that when we actually do get to Game of Thrones, so I will talk okay. in depth about okay. the Tullys. I thought she was being rude. But he replaced Lord Tully with Albin Massey, hmm. Lord of Stone Dance. So this was the Master of Laws, who had been the first men to seek him out on Dragonstone. Yeah, he had been forging a maester's chain at the Citadel only three years before. Basically, when his older brothers and his dad died yeah well from a fever he had a twisted spine that condemned him to walk with a limp but as he said famously what accent should i do for his voice i don't know what do we think got massey it? i don't know irish he's an irish um, massey okay i do not limp when i read nor when i write 
um, I looked up Massey. Yeah. Massey is a first man house. Their sim- their house symbol sigil is really interesting. It reminds me of Pictish. Do you know what Picts the Picts are? Mm-hmm. They're the people you know, like in Braveheart, where the guy paints his face blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like for freedom. Well, that's based on Pictish culture, yeah. which was like a thousand years before. Braveheart was even alive yeah. and has nothing to do with that kind of culture. Yeah. They were just like Scottish people obviously put blue on their faces. <laughs> Although they'd have been Hollywood. Scottish people put blue on their faces, don't they? <laughs> it's like, yes, the Picts did. They lived they were like we don't have very much stuff about the Picts other than that they did these amazing sort of circle drawings and uh like symbols that they used to draw on stones and the massy Sigil reminds oh, like me that. of these circles. Yeah, yeah. It's got three circles, and I think it's yellow, blue, and red. I think like three colors. Mm-hmm. And also, Massey, I looked it up, um, means gift of God, oh, um, right. or twin, or greatest. <laughs> the word Massey. So that's interesting. Massey's interesting because they're first men houses, and I wanted to know more because Massey's not really a very first many name. It's not. I don't think. No, it's not. You're right. Mass would be, but Massy is yeah. not. Maybe it evolved. Maybe. Maybe it had an andal, andal, uh, re, uh, evolution. That's the word I'm looking for. Maybe it did, yeah. But Albin Massey, a twisted man with a spine, mm-hmm. twisted spine, who uh, shows himself to be interesting, and I will talk about him later, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. But better yet, King's Landing rejoiced when... <laughs> To Harry's dismissed Edwell Keltigar as master of coin. Thank God. Yeah. Everyone was very happy. Yeah. Stupid taxes. And his lovely daughters that have a history in this book of being beautiful and lovely. (laughs) His poor daughter. His poor daughters. But they get to stay with Alisanne. They have purpose now. Yeah. He's not pawning them off to the next person. Like, will you just take my teetless, chinless, witless? Daughters, those poor Prunella and Prudence, their names are. Oh boy. I, I wrote it down. Yeah, Prunella and Prudence. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is that. And I just, I feel for them. They've had a shitty time. Like, can you imagine just standing, like, you're, you're standing around and every few minutes your dad is like, I'll give you to whoever. You have both <laughs> of them, know. one of them. And like, and like the cruelest people in the realm. It's not even like he's Mabel. trying to offer them to like good people. It's like, oh, you're the worst person I've ever met. Why don't you take my daughters? You can have both. Have them both. Or one. Oh my god. You can swap them in and out. You won't notice the difference. They're the same. They're the same. You know, they're just yeah, whatever. Awful, awful. But I'm very glad that they get to stay with Alisanne on Dragonstone. Me too. And 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 that Jaharis was nice, and he called them two treasures. Yes. Yeah. Like at last, someone is being nice to those poor oh, women. Girls. I know. Who <laughs> just been treated like shit. Yes. And off Lord Keltigar, Celtigar goes to Claw Isle, and away with him went his taxes. Every single one of them struck down by royal decree three days into the king's rule. Boom. Boom. Goodbye, you silly Billy. Yeah. But they he found it quite difficult to find a replacement. Several people said, what about Lyman Lannister? Do you remember him of trying to marry his bastard to Raina? Yeah. Not even one of his 
like true born people i know but also hey she's married already i mean like she's married and also like can we have a dragon's egg do you think that would be a fitting gift we we did let you sleep in our beds yes can we have a dragon's egg i think it shows a very good judge of character that jaharis says a no to that i think fuck the lannisters yeah i'm sorry i've written here the fucking lannisters Lannisters. yep yep fucking lannisters he says, unless Lord Lyman can find a mountain of gold under the Red Keep, I do not know that he has the answer we require. And he does look at other people. Uh, he wants people who have, know about trade, who know about money, not just basically have struck gold. Because that's what the that's where the Lannister money comes yes. from. They just yeah. they just have gold. Yeah. You know, they 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 kind of it's fallen quite literally into their laps, or they have fallen into its lap. And it could have been anyone's money yep. if someone else had cheated and worked their yeah, way into cast yeah exactly yeah they yeah. they're not they're not known for having a good reputation in being people like i think they talk about at some point the celtigars have money because they earned it mm-hmm. you know the yes. lannisters yeah. don't they they're opportunists no. yeah yes basically yeah but jaharis makes a very interesting choice and he doesn't pick anyone from rest restorosh what's restorosh westeros this is my favorite thing that he does I know, I me too, it. I love it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. He gets someone from Essos, Rego Draz, or Rego, do you say Rego or Rego? I say Rego Draz. Rego Draz. Rego Draz. Rego Draz. That's very Rego Draz. I say Rego. Rego Draz sounds like he's from, like, the Valleys, like, you know, like, Rego, you know? Rego Draz. Rego Draz. Rego Draz. He was... Not a lord, not a knight, not even a magister. He was a merchant trader and money changer. What's a money changer? What's that? Um, like, is I it like when money. you get your money switched from one like a bureau bank de change to, kind of thing? Like, you know, when you go to the bank and you switch your currency. Yeah, is he that? I feel like that. Right, I'll give you a bit a of that coin for this one. I don't know. But how many different currencies are there? Well, I would think quite a few. Right, every free it's city would have its own men- it money. I can't. I can't see the like Beth is like humping her chair at the moment. I'm like trying to ignore it. Rolling, trying to, I like suddenly roll back. I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> She's like rolling back and forward. Yeah, like, but it, okay, but it wasn't moving forward. I'm I like, know you're really into Rigo Draws, yes. but kind of calm down. Yes. Please. Yes. So he's a money changer. Um. Yeah, we were talking about um whether they have different currencies you don't hear about the currencies no but but i think like if it's free city i feel like there has to be quite a few currencies like like these they're not minting it all like it's not universal money so i feel like it would have to but is it not just sort of gold pieces and silver pieces oh i don't think so i don't get that impression Mm. because that's really all it is in westeros is you've got a golden dragon yeah but it's one ruler one king one minted coin right so if you think of like the uk for example i think i don't know a lot about the money there but i think pounds is taken almost universally do you want to hear something interesting about where i live we actually so the town that i live in um obviously i'm in canada and so you can use canadian money but the town i live in actually makes their own money so you can also just use yeah you can use the local town's money as well what Mm -hmm. what's your local money called i don't remember what but what 
because I've never used it. What? I didn't actually know it existed it? until I started working at a restaurant or a cafe a long time ago now. Why um, do they have... They just money? do. And and actually, like, it has better value than, like, the Canadian dollar does. Like, you... What? Yeah. Yeah. That's for the places crazy. that accept it. But, like, I don't know if, if I walked into, like, a, a major business. Like, let's say... I went into a, a Sephora mm -hmm. in the mall if the Sephora would take the Peterborough. I think it's Peterbucks or something like that if it would take the money that we have here. Peterbucks. I think that's it. Something like that. Why are you allowed to have your own Because it's just a city, city policy. It's not coins, it's bills. And are they, this legal tender? Mm -hmm. It's cute. I think it's cute. What? Yeah. So like I a lot of little local businesses like it. And encourage yeah. it. Yeah, I just can't imagine there being like a kind of every little little bit yeah. of Scotland has its own. But I feel like that would have been the case. That I mean, I, I study history, and and that is the case in a lot of different places, yeah. right? Like if you look at mm. like all the places before, well, there wasn't a lot of cash, mm. I suppose, pre Rome. There was barter systems and stuff, but I do feel like like if yeah, I like barter. Systems. I like barter systems. I, I, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into that. I think that end capitalism and yeah. have a barter system and. Mm -hmm. Do favors for each other. Oh yeah. Here is some. Here I've got some. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> She's so filthy today. So filthy. Oh God. Sorry. This is a family show. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. But I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Type favorite system. I showed you lots before the stream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She did actually. She did. She stood up and pointed to her food area. She was wearing clothes, but I wasn't sure what to expect when she said she started doing it. I'm gonna send you a picture. Oh no! Oh god, no! We may have stepped into a new realm of friendship. It's a whole, a whole new world. Oh god. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Coins. Coinage. <laughs> Coins. But I Coinage. think that most of the free cities, it's a, a very large area. So I think that they probably yeah, have probably. their own money, probably their own do. currency. They probably do. Yes, 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 yes. But the Pentoshi people um were poo heads, they were buttheads. They didn't like Rego Jazz because he was not a lord and he wasn't fancy and he was low birth. I know. So when Jaharis gave him the call and said, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he brought everyone. He brought like his mom, like, his yeah, grandma, cool. his there. cousins, all of his best friends. He pulled everyone. They all came with him. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Yep. And because he had no castle and no men, uh, some people, and he had no lands, Jaharis said, you can be a lord. I'll name you lord. Yeah. To be an equal to his... Uh, other people's council members the council members yeah. they called him the lord of air they did and he laughed and said what sh what accent is he french sure french? sure yeah if, if i could if i could tax the air i would be a lord indeed well that was good do you know what else is fascinating and wonderful and amazing what's that is someone that jaharis said bye bitch yes. to yep <laughs> Septon Matthias, right? So that's how you say Yes, right? Septon Matthias. Yeah, I don't know. Matthias. He was fat and furious 
who had fulminated, I love it, flash and furious and fulminated so loudly against ancestral unions. I don't know how he thought that he was going to keep his seat beside Jaharius after being so verbal about... Yeah, about, yeah. He was yeah, really dismissed. mad that he got dismissed. I know. Like, what are you going to... What? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Where's he from, Septimateus? Where is he from? Is he... I think he talks like this. Don't you? The faith will look up, ask and said any king who thinks to rule without a septum by his side. Ooh. Sinister. Okay. Uh, sinister. Well, he is sinister. He announced. I feel like the faith Unless is like the I Roman feel like he's Empire. More like this. Or... The faith will look ask unto any king who thinks to rule without a septum by his side. There you go. He sounded kind of like prepubescent Draco Malfoy there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. You'll soon learn who's who. There are some better wizarding family. Oh, he sounds like Dobby. That's <laughs> what he says. Like yeah. Dobby cannot let Harry go to Hogwarts this year. <laughs> and Septon Mateus will will not be fired from his job. How dare you? How dare you? And Jaharis is like, yeah. Well, whatever. We'll have loads of Septons. We've got Septon Oswick, Septon Isabel. And there is a young man on his way from Highgarden. His name, he's come to look at the books in the library. His name is Septon Bath. <laughs> it's very exciting because that's where, because we've heard mention of Bath, but we didn't know where he came from. Mm-hmm. And now we find out that he wasn't even like there before. On his way. He turns up now, like yeah. later on from now. It's kind of weird. This is the weird timeline of the book. It is, that- yeah. Yeah, we hear writings by Bath before this point. We hear opinions opinion in writing, yeah, of things. but you don't you don't actually see his arrival yet. Yeah, no, he's, he's arrived on later on. Yeah, and Matthias was dismissive. Said Oswick was a doddering fool, and this is the best part. shock horror. Yeah. What what did he say about Isabel? She was a woman. She's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> insult. She was a woman. <laughs> she was a woman. Oh my god! Like, ugh. oh my god! And he didn't know who Septon Bath was, but he will. Mm-hmm. He will for show. Mm-hmm. And then the king gave him some shade. It's like, yeah, you don't know about Septon Bath, nor of many other things. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Click, actually, Jaharis is actually like really good at throwing shade when he wants to. It's like yeah, maybe because he he pulls out. I don't like. I'm not a big Jaharis fan. For no, lots of reasons, no. but I do love the yes. little sass that he pulls out and is just like he is sassy. He is He's sassy. A sassy guy. Yeah, you know shit about shit, Matthias. Yes, leave. And in fact, Lord Massey at that point made a remark saying that it did take three people to replace Septimus Matthias in order to balance the scales. Sure, he did. But that sure, sure, yeah, he did. Sure, he did. Some people <laughs> sure did. say he didn't. Doesn't say it that. say that? It's like if he even said it at all. If he even said it at all. This is when he would have said this if he said it at all. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's the book equivalent, the fire and blood equivalent of one of those things where you think of an insult or an answer to something like an hour after the yeah. thing happened. You're like, I should have said that. Yeah. So they just added it in anyway. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I would have said. Benefer, Benefer uh, was like, this is what this is. Yeah, he said it. Mm-hmm. He definitely would have. He said definitely, that definitely time. said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Matthias did leave. He did. Old Town. Fucked off. He said he's too he was too corpulent to sit a horse, so he travelled in a gilded wheelhouse attended by six guardsmen and a dozen dozen servants. Legend tells us that while crossing the Manda at Bitterbridge, he passed Septon Bath coming in the other direction. 
Bath was alone riding on a donkey. Now I find this really interesting. There's obviously a comparison trying to be made there. Yes. And you've got Matthias who is and I don't like the trope that if you are a big per- like as a fat person myself, therefore you are like It kills me because I hate lazy. it a lot. And also George yeah. is not a small man. The no. author of this series. But he does use the trope a lot. But he's doing it on purpose because that's what people think. They think, oh, well... Because the thing is, like, people like Septim Mateus and other supposedly pious people are meant to be... There's meant to be an element. And I think there's a comparison with Septim Bath with the Christian faith here. And I think in the Christian faith, you're supposed to not aim for richness. Like, Jesus was a poor carpenter who... Yep. didn't go around saying have jewels and but yeah have you're not ex- have yes houses. you're not supposed to be wealthy you're supposed to distribute yeah. any wealth you have you're supposed to yeah. distribute give back distribute. and help to give back give help. to the poor yeah yeah, yeah. basically jesus was a socialist <laughs> and um and obviously the idea that if you like especially as a person who's meant to be godly the idea like gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins so it's like yeah if you indulge yourself in things like gluttony, pride, things that Septim Mateus clearly does indulge into. Oh like yeah, a, a gilded a gilded, gilded wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Like, Obviously there's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's pride there, there's this kind of vanity. Yeah. He clearly is wrathful because he is angry at Jaharis. He's not calm and collected and doesn't think Well and he does he's prideful he because he doesn't do what Harris doesn't do what he tells him to and he's pissed about yeah, it like yeah, yeah he's, he's all of the things yeah so you've got Mateus on the one hand who's sort of corpulent he's rude ignorant but then Bath on the other hand is pious humble he is there to look at the books in the library so he's, he's clearly well read mm-hmm. he is the opposite but also you've got the idea of him as showing that kind of the ideal of poverty as a way to show piousness, like he's not clearly not trying to make richness of oh god, I can't fucking speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he's showing his piety through not being obsessed with worldly things. Like that comes through in so many different religions around the world. Yes. Like in Hinduism, but it, it's also in the roots of Christianity as well. That's it's I mean, in the roots of Christianity, yeah. but it's in so many things. Like if you're in if you're Hindu. If you want to be a holy person, you're supposed to give away your worldly yeah. things yeah. because you're not supposed to need them. You're supposed to be thinking about higher things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if in Christianity, that's you're supposed to give away. You're supposed to not care. Like God, if you love God, you're supposed to think not care so much about the things around you because they're not as important as the ideas of chastity, of charity, love, kindness. Well, it's it's what's going to benefit you after this world. And yes, Buddhism is yeah. another that does that as well. Yeah. It's not about this world. It's this, you know, the simple simplicity in this world and not giant extravagant things. In some ways, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's there in so many. Like in, in Islam, you're supposed to give things away to charity. Mm-hmm. That's one of the pillars of Islam. Mm-hmm. The idea is being moneyed is not majorly a part of most religions. And Mateus... It's not a... It's not a, a place, I just want to correct that a little bit. It's not a place of the origins of most religions. It is what most religions become. Sorry, not the origins, yeah. but as in it's what most, or most. there is an element to that in most 
religions of the idea of worldly things are not meant to be important yeah but you can't look at the vatican and say that they don't matter no no i know exactly that's why i'm saying it's, it's meant to be there and i think george does do this like he he looks at that and sees the corruption like in the rush during the russian revolution stuff they raided the um russian orthodox churches because they were filled like there were so mm-hmm. many poor people and yeah. so many peasants in Russia, but the churches were gilded to the high heavens with gold. Yep. And and they they looted a lot of it. And it's the same, like, in the Church of England, um, there are, well, in the UK, I don't know what it's like in the States, but you have high churches and low churches. And the high churches are very close to Catholicism, which was all about the smell, what they call the smells and bells, like... Um, you know the incense, incense. gold candles yep. gold crosses lots of decoration and then the church of england was meant to be kind of against that a bit and they stopped worshiping mary and they didn't have the incense not but ornate. there are some churches yeah it's not as ornate but some churches are very still very ornate but they would say that they're not catholic they're protestant because they don't believe in transubstantiation mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. so they're called high churches and the lower you get the less stuff you have right literally the lowest probably is probably like puritanism yes where it's we have nothing it's just a wooden room and a bible maybe not even that and you get like quakers as well who don't even sit in pews they they sit in circles Mm -hmm. very simple but it's sort of i think george he is a lapsed catholic and he i think he does this on purpose to show that religion can be very corrupt and that you don't like these people, the people he picks on as being like Matthias and other religious like sept and moon who also was very, but moon was his own set sept or um, sect almost right. Like yes. he was but his he's own still, extremist. Yeah, group. that's true. But I'm just saying he's, he was also saying I am so religious and pious, mm-hmm. but he, the people who shout, what I'm saying is, is that a lot in religion is the people who shout the loudest are often the least pious. Uh, pious. Yeah, I agree. And that, and I think that's something that George touches on a lot. Is well, that and your men, Septim Mateus was very loud about yeah. how wrong Jaehaerys was to marry this person, how wrong and very judgmental, mm-hmm. and yet was there in his gilded wheelhouse. Yeah, Hypo- and, hypocrite, right? I'm going to look the other way for mine, but I'm going to, you know, Mm. be blatant about yours, right? That's, you know, classic classic corruption. But yeah, uh, Yeah. like you've said, we're meant to contrast his his exit with Barth's entrance Mm -hmm. and the humbleness and subtlety and thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. of Barth. The fact that Barth is on a donkey Mm -hmm. is very Christ-like. Yeah. You know, that's how Jesus entered uh, Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. It's yeah. He was not a, not on a horse, not on kind of something a rich person would have. He was like, I am one with you. I am the teaching. The reason is that it's symbolic, that I am poor like you. I am simple I am one of you. like you. Yeah. I am yeah. one of you. And I am not, not above you. Preaching. I'm not above you and I'm not preaching from on high. Yes. Uh, in my pretty throne or my gilded wheelhouse or my whatever with my glove what do they wear and they seven they have like a 
crystal oh the crown the, the high septum the crystal has crown crystal i mean crown. that's crazy like yeah. crystal crowns yeah, yeah. it's very catholic to me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but i just i really i felt like that it's a really tiny uh paragraph where you just go septum mateus came in in this gilded wheelhouse and they crossed over and bath comes in on his donkey mm-hmm. probably wearing nothing but like a rough spun road you know you can imagine that kind of he and there's a um, lot to talk about with barth and his entrance and stuff mm -hmm, in the spoiler mm -hmm. section i think for Mm -hmm. contrast to other people definitely yeah definitely yep sorry i went off on one i find it fascinating i like it too i i i taught re for a bit as well i just i find it really interesting how people interpret the world yeah and as we said earlier jaharis he didn't just change the council people all the big jobs on the main council he went through the castle yep keeper of the keys chief steward of the red keep the harbor master of king's landing the saddest part was when he was like let's clear out these prisoners let's take stock of what's who's here and then he finds he had suspected that a bunch of people were put in there under his his mad uncle Mm. and then they went mad in the cells and couldn't even really be released they were just crazy i know it's really sad it's really sad i wonder what he did with them I wonder if he like sent them to Old Town was like, you know, take care of these people. Like, is there like an infirm? Is there like a place for that mentally severely yeah. gone in Westeros? We don't really know. Mm. I don't know. They know. Yeah, we don't know. He doesn't really do say where he put them. What he did with these people? Maybe yeah. he sent them to their I families. Think he just put them back in the book. I wouldn't think Maybe. he sent them back. Yeah. No, you can't put them back in the black cells. No. Um, but he changed everybody. The King's Justice, the King's Mint, Master of Arms, Kennel Master, Master of Horse, and even the Rat Catchers. <laughs> and he also, com- yeah, that's when he got the dungeon sorted out. I questioned a little bit why he was doing that. Is it because he can? Does he need to show power? Or I wondered, is it he wanted to have a clean sweep of anyone who might be loyal to, say, Rogar or another, or Magor, or anyone who is not loyal specifically to him. Yeah, I think it was loyalty. I think it was, he knows he's going to have a war with the faith. He doesn't want anyone in there that he thinks might, or he assumes he's going to have a war or battle or trouble with the faith. He doesn't want anyone in there that is overly pious. Can you imagine these job interviews Mm -hmm. for these replacement people? (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about incest? (laughs) Yes. How long have you worked for your incestuous family? Okay, lovely. Mm -hmm. And how do you, what is your um, biggest weakness, would you say? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I really like to get let prisoners go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure not you'd be true. very good as a jailer. Yeah. Then, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll not. What is your job. method of rat killing? <laughs> <laughs> I like to catch them with my hands and eat them. <laughs> I typically uh, like to sell them to the people in Flea Bottom. Yeah, we collect them up and we give them so they can make a bowl of brown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's when he summons Lord Rogar oh, wow. Baratheon. Come back to the city, naughty man. Mm-hmm. I think this is quite fascinating what comes next. Is they don't know whether he's going to chop his head off. Should he just go to the wall and hide? But I think I I feel like Rogar shows himself to be not stupid. Oh, I never thought Rogar was stupid though. 
But he's quite rash. He can be very rash and he... He's rash. I think he got hung up in his position. I think he thought he was like able to untouchable because of his position as hand. But when once mm. he's not hand, once all that power is stripped away, I don't think he's a stupid man. No. I don't know. I just think he makes rash decisions sometimes yes. and he yeah. doesn't always think things through. Mm. And I feel like he showed himself to just be able to take a minute here and go, No, I'm just gonna answer the call and I'm gonna go and see what he says. Yeah. And he, whether he means it or not, he shows, he, he kneels down, doesn't he? he does. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, what's the word he shows? Um, What's that thing? Like, I'm sorry. Humility. He's humble. Yeah, he's... that's it. He's humble. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he shows humility. Thank you. He ate humble pie. He did. He did. He fucked up and he said so. Yeah. But it's interesting. So Jahari's also, he he knows Rogar well enough to know how to set the scene to actually talk yes. to Rogar. He didn't have him come in in a, in a throne room full of people nope. to humble himself before the king. He had an empty throne room, just the counselors and a few king's guard for Rogar to come in and they could just have a man-to-man -man conversation. Because that, yep. that would have been a very different outcome had that been a, a room full of people. Yeah. Right? Because obviously Rogar is full of... He's very prideful. Yes. So I'm just wiggling in my own seat now. <laughs> Hump in your own seat now, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah Randy podcast today. Um, my humps, my humps, my <laughs> So he did fall, he fell to one knee. Your grace! I'm here as your commander. Do as you do with me. Yeah. And Jaehaerys... Gets it. He's like, yeah, yeah. You did all you did for the good of the realm. Don't worry, don't worry, mm -hmm. don't worry. Mm -hmm. It's all right. It's all good. He he really really lets him off the hook. He really does. He really does. But the whole speech here, I think, is fascinating and very full of diplomacy. I think yes, this shows us so much about Jaehaerys as a person yeah. and his way, the way he wants to rule. I I could read and uh, we could spend like an hour or two just on analyzing just the speech. I think yeah. also something to keep in mind, like I said earlier, this is where I really think that Jahari's had a conversation with his mom about what what they wanted to do with mm. Rogar because mm -hmm, he is mm -hmm. still her husband. And I think if he wasn't her husband, this would have gone down yeah. very differently. If she said, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm done with him. It doesn't matter to me what you do then this yeah. could have gone down very differently. I think she still really? wants to be his wife. But I also think Jaehaerys knows that if someone has erred, then you need, and, and they kneel before you, you need to help them up, is what another he, character says. He does. If you punish everyone, yeah. then they will just come back and defy you again. Mm -hmm. It's true. And, and we also know that Rogar has done a lot for Jaehaerys. Yeah. In the long run. Yes. What I think the first thing he says is, I know what you did and what you said and what you planned. Yes. And I think Jaharis, as I said before, I think he knows way more than what we think. Because when it first went down, Alyssa apparently wrote to him to tell him Rogar's gone. But it does say she didn't mention everything. Mm hmm. But I think Jaehaerys, and I'm not sure whether he had his own spies, which I imagine he did. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? Or did he, in that conversation with Alyssa, where she cried, did he say, I want to know everything? There's also Corianne. 
who's been on Dragonstone with them for years now, or a year now. Yeah. Who probably outed some of the planning that she knew about. True. But the, some of the last minute stuff, like the traitor stuff, like we're going to send him to uh, Old Town to be a maester. Mm-hmm. We're going to get yep. Aria or Rayella. We're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. He won't have known all of that. No. But it seems that he knows everything. Like he knows everything. He knows everything. Yeah. And I think that's the point where you'd put your pants, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh shit, he knows she everything. Calls. I can't. I can't. There's nothing to pretend. hide behind here. He knows no. it all. Yeah. Don't, I'm not going to try and bullshit my way out of this. No. And be like, oh, well, what I meant was, it's like, no, I, okay, I accept. Yeah. You, you know this stuff. And I like it. He makes a little joke. Well, he says, I believe you when you say you meant no harm to my person or my queen. And you are not wrong. I would make a splendid maester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be really good. I'd be so good at um, that. I'd be so good at that. But I want to be, I could make him a better king. And yeah. he's like, we're not enemies. With friends who disagreed, which I think I think that's lenient. I do too. I do too. With friends who disagreed, I'm not sure about that. But I suppose it's his stepfather, and maybe you're right that Alyssa said, "Please don't yeah. go too hard on him." Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know about too hard, but she does. I don't think. I think she probably made it clear that she doesn't want him mm. not alive. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course he's like, I remember you know you. You saved us when we needed you, when we needed a place hiding from Magor, and you swore your sword to me and you pulled your banners. And Jaharis is very fond of the following phrase, words are wind. Yes, he says that a lot. He does. Words are wind. Words you are spoke wind. treason, but you didn't do treason. Although he kind he, of he did. did. But this is just, we all know that he did treason. The, the book's already really made yeah. that clear. This is Jaharis saying, essentially, I'm going to let you off for that stuff. But you know yeah. that I'm aware of this. Because he even says he's almost like diplomatically white lies to himself. Because yes. he says, yeah. I know that you went to get Riella, but maybe you just wanted her to be a ward. Yeah. Or... You just wanted to take her for a little walk around the block. Who knows? Yeah. Because you don't have a child of your own. So maybe you just thought that that would be a yeah. good idea. He's, he's giving him an out. <laughs> I want to have my hair clip in my mouth trying to put my hair back up. <laughs> he's giving him an out, dear. So what are you going to say he's about that? He's giving him an out. Yeah. yeah he's um yeah and i find it's weird like he's putting the words in rogar's mouth like that's clearly what you wanted yes that's yes yes i just i didn't have a child of my own so thought rayella would make a good ward Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. that's nice uh and he basically is like i don't want you to go to the wall you need to stay here because i need men in like you in my service. I felt like this was a better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he his speech, uh, I kind of don't know how to break it down because it's like just perfectly said, I would not sit upon this throne if it were not for you. Mm-hmm. All the realm knows that. And I still have need of you. The realm has need of you. When the dragon died and my father donned the crown, he was beset on all sides by would-be kings and rebel lords. The same may befall me, and for the same reason, to test my resolve, my will, my strength. Um, my mother, and this is, I think, your, what they talked about. My mother believes that godly men throughout the realm, realm will rise against me when my marriage is made known. And he basically wants good men and warriors around him to, to fight and die for him and for my queen, if need be. And he says, are you such a man? Mm-hmm. And he says, I am your grace. In a voice thick with emotion. 
then I pardon your offences, King Jehoiah said. So there you go, like treason. I pardon your treason. But there will be certain conditions. You will never speak another word against me or my queen from this day forth. You shall be her loudest champion and suffer no word to be spoken against her in your presence. Furthermore, I cannot and will not suffer my mother to be disrespected. She will return with you to Storm's End, where you will live as husband and wife once again. In word and deed, you will show her only honour and courtesy. I So he's like dealing with two things there. His sister wife. Yep. I'm going to get the lords on side one way or another. Yep. And if someone as important as Lord Rogar Baratheon is on side. Well, especially someone who has openly people. opposed us and plotted against us in the past. Yes. So if he's on yes. our side. That's a symbol yes. to other people. It's a sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, how could he? How could, I suppose if he's got spies everywhere, people or people would report he didn't stick to his word and he said some shit about Alessand behind her back. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. That's a difficult one to start. I to think write, he's just going off, off loyalty, pride. If he's mm-hmm. sworn this, he mm-hmm. will do this. He doesn't have the power he yeah. had before. And I also think it shows that he does not like how Rogar has treated his mum. Nope, he does not. All the virgins and probably whores, I imagine, mm-hmm. and treating her like shit and yeah. shouting at her and being mean. Yeah. He's like, I know you. You're not going to be bad to my mum no more. No, you're not. Oh, you could just like not make her go back. To it. But, but I think she, she wanted to. to. I, I do. I feel like yeah. I get that impression. I think. I think she liked him. Mm-hmm. And then he asks about his brother Rogar. Says, "What about Orin? Do you remember Orin? He was the one who yeah. went to Old Town to get Riella. Yeah, he was. Like, he was the one who and... actually did do treason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on Rogar's orders, though. Yes. Yeah. And so he, Orin, has to be, and all the men that went him with him, have ten years in exile. Yep. But if they're alive, when after that they're allowed to come back. Yep. Do they need do they need hostages? Do they need hostages? Do we need hostages just to prove my loyalty, uh, loyalty to you? I've got brothers with children mm-hmm. and Jaharis has a very interesting answer. Mm-hmm. He's like, Come with me. Yeah. He beckons. He's like, Come on, let's go for a little yeah. walk. Yeah. Show you something. Mm-hmm. And um what has he got waiting for Rogar as an answer to that question? Verminthor about to about to have some breakfast. Yeah, he's having a bowl. Having a bowl. Yeah, being slaughtered for his morning meal. And, uh... Mmm, yummy beef. He grows larger <laughs> every day, Jahari said, mm-hmm. as he scratched. Gave his dragon a little scratch. He scratched under the chin. Yep. I don't need, essentially... I, I read that as his beard. Like, he had a little beard. I thought he was scratching his beard. The great worm under his jaw? Oh, I thought it, it was calling his little beard. <laughs> it was the other beard. <laughs> Like a little beard. No, his dragon's beard. He's got a little... Oh. I thought they were like, that's what they called his beard. A little worm. Like it looked like a worm. Oh. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> might edit. I might edit my stupidity out so no one ever knows what I thought. <laughs> but I love it. It's like scratching his little dragon under the chin. It oh, is. look at his scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. Oh, there you go, Vermithor. You're such a cute little dragon. Yeah, he's oh, a good boy. Yeah. In other words, I don't need hostages... Everyone is my hostage so long as I have this dragon and no one else has one. Yeah. Yeah. I have your word and that is all I require. Mm-hmm. And um, Benefer spells it out in case we don't understand. Yes. Benefer's like, in case you didn't get it, mm-hmm. he means 
I don't need hostages because everyone is a hostage while I ride my dragon. But I also think somewhere <laughs> somewhere in this chapter too, it comes up that while these men don't know their histories, and as you've said, it's like 50 years of history. Like, come on. Um, Heron Hall happened. That was a thing. Dragons burn shit. So, yeah. Yep. Just a friendly reminder. So they had a feast in the Great Hall to celebrate Lord Rogar and Queen Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the health of... Uh, Toast was done to Queen Alisan, and he pledged Rogar pledged his love to her and loyalty before the all assembled lords and ladies. And then four days later, Queen Alyssa went with Lord Rogar to, to Storm's End with Sir Pate the Woodcock. Yep, and the hundred men at arms to see them safely away from the Red Keep yep. and through the Kingswood. So. We're thanking our patrons. Yes, we are. Thank our patrons. We should, because we love them, because they're the best. We do the best. Yes. They are actually literally the best people in the whole they world. They are, literally. Us. Yeah. Um, so at our Ice Spiders level, Emily of the mm-hmm. Eerie, Mr. J the Red Shirt in Black, the King Beyond the Wall, Julie Beth of Tarth, and Scad. Thanks, guys. Yes. We Thank you. you. And this week, we've got a patron question mm-hmm. from Mr. J the Red Shirt in Black, who asks... What is your favourite aspect of covering Fire and Blood? I pose that to you now, Beth. What mm. is your favourite aspect of covering Fire and Blood? Getting to talk about Raina. Because <laughs> I love I her. Knew you'd say that. Yeah. Um, also, getting like it, like I, I mean, I say this all the time, like every week. Like as a history student, I sort of get in, get to pick apart mm. fantasy history and. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about what a primary source document would look like in Westeros. Like, I nerd out on that stuff, obviously. It's fun for me. Yes. So, it is fun. It is fun. And the historical um, comparisons and references, like Mm-mm. Septon Moon is um, Rasputin. Rasputin. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That's fun, too. Mm, I was listening to a um, podcast about Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. And Queen Mary as well. Catherine of Aragon's daughter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god there's so many parallels yes George has said with with Henry that Robert is based on Robert and Aegon the Unworthy are both based on Henry VIII mm-hmm. different aspects. you've just got so many like the displacement and you've also got like the Dance of the Dragons like the displacement of the the way Mary was you're actually now a bastard oh yeah you know yeah 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 and I can't Elizabeth imagine as well. living like that yeah. and and, Hen- and Elizabeth as well, yep. and the daughter of you know supposedly a witch and a, bar- and a bastardy and yep. blah blah blah. Yep, that's fascinating. I do love that as well. And I'm actually reading Mythos by Stephen Fry at the moment, mm-hmm. which is all about the Greek gods and the, the pantheon, nice. the Titans, and fun. I know, and that also has a ton of parallels in mm-hmm. it as well. Oh, there's so oh, yeah. many. I had to stop myself. I was, um, I'm taking one of my classes as a Greek studies class and I had to stop myself one day from mm. going down a, a rabbit hole of Shireen. Oh, it's very Iphigenia easy. So comparisons. Yes. Cause they're, they're there. Mm-hmm. And actually I was saying to Justin, I'm like, just do me a favor and like wiki the story of Iphigenia and tell me that it doesn't have like Shireen Baratheon parallels mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. show or what could go in the books. And actually on the wiki page, and I didn't know this, it actually says, it lists Shireen as a oh really yeah that's as interesting a, as a possible mm. uh, yeah comparison for yeah I definitely could recommend Mythos I'm really enjoying it it's on Audible as well I'm actually listening to it mainly so I like if I go to the, when I go to the gym mm-hmm. I'll listen to an hour of it on the treadmill yep and then 
and in the car or whatever and I just I'm really really enjoying it so cool um and obviously Stephen Fry is reading it yeah on audible that's great which is just awesome he's great he's great voice um he's he rocks um something else I really enjoy about Fire and Blood and it's something that I both hate and love at the same time Mm -hmm. is on the one hand not knowing what really happened Mm -hmm. is annoying Mm -hmm. but also because I love a rabbit hole yes yeah not knowing is but the really hardest part the hardest part about not knowing is that we don't we don't have a route to know you mm-hmm. know you're not going to get answers like no again unless george comes yeah releases a statement and says this is what this happened. is what happened we just won't know then we won't know it reminds no. me of there's you know historical mysteries that like draw you into history right like that's mm-hmm, why i'm a mm-hmm. history student is because there's mysteries that i would love to be like oh i i could solve that or figure that out or have a theory on and for me it's the same mm-hmm. fire and blood well, that's why thing. i like i write i like to write all of the books that i've written and my third one is being published soon. <gasps> i'm very excited yes well done thank you is i write i like to write historical fiction mm-hmm. and set it in times like i've always loved history and i my i've always loved like straight history and when I was at university studying music I mainly concentrated on music history and putting my main thesis at the end was putting music history into context of history yep so I loved the um uh medieval times Tudor times the The Cromwell when they got rid of the boom of music but also in Cromwell's time who he's fascinating to me Mm -hmm. because he was a Puritan, obviously he was like the lead Puritan, who said no music, yep. or if you do, very simple, and not for pleasure. But he had private devotions, so when he would pray privately to himself, he would listen to Catholic music. Interesting. Yeah, I know, which is like the opposite of... Yeah. Um, and to me it's fascinating like what really people do, I and mean, I love social history, it just... It's just amazing. Another really good book. Sorry, we've moved on to books. <laughs> An amazing book if you're interested in social history is At Home by Bill Bryson. Okay. Because that is fascinating as well. Because that's like not just what the kings and queens did, but the what peasants. everyday people yeah. did and how they lived. And it yeah. goes through each room of the house and the history of that room of your house. Yep. So like the evolution of the kitchen. And the li- obviously I'm obsessed with food. I'm a food writer as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm also obsessed with historical kitchens. That's a very, oh. I realise I'm a niche no, joy me too. in my life. Me too. All I want to do is go to Heber Castle and see the kitchens. <laughs> I'm like I dying. I used to live really it. near Heber Castle. It was like, an, like half an hour in the car. And we planned to go there so many times. But one day I'll take you to Heber Castle. Yes, please. Um, I'd love to go. But yeah, historical kitchens, historical in ovens. Court. I'm fascinated with how... Oh my god, the kitchens in, Hist- in Hampton Court are my favourite place to be. I could hang out there for hours. I want to go. We have people doing like live I know they actually do it. Cooking yeah, stuff. Seen them I know. Online. I, go I so nearly bad. got a job doing it. I was talking <laughs> yeah. to one of the guys, and he was like, and it was pre- it was just before the pandemic, and he was like, get in touch because I stood talking to one of the historians for such a long time about the history, and he's like, you seem to know quite a lot. How about you get in touch? about and I was like oh my god I want to and then of course then Covid immediately happened of course two weeks later and we had lockdown Uh, so that didn't really happen but that would be my dream job it's like a food historian yes and I guess that rubs into why I like Fire and Blood because it's history (laughs) 
be I've I poured myself a gin and tonic because it's the evening, six o'clock here now, so I'm having a gin. There you go. So I may not make I may not make any sense in the second half of this. <laughs> Imagine what I'll be like when I get to the spoiler section after my second one. <laughs> oh boy. I'll be spouting all kinds of shite. So anyway, should we get back to the story? Yes, yes, yes. We should. Back to the story. Back to the story. So we've we've said we've waved goodbye, haven't we? Wave goodbye to Rogar and Alyssa and said you've got to be good. Yep. I feel like Jaharis is like the dad, like the mum and the dad here. You can go. You promise mm-hmm. to be really good, don't you? Do you promise? Yep. Behave, behave yourself. Yep. If I hear that you've not been behaving yourself, I will march right back there and I will pick you up myself <laughs> and burn you with my dragon. And so that's when we've kind of done some of the first things that he did in King's Landing and now we're like right now I'm gonna reign yep I'm gonna rule obviously there were lots of issues because he's ruling a realm huge continent but there were two that were really bothering him and one was his marriage to his sister mm-hmm. sorry I just feel a bit sick when I, I know say it, it's but... icky it's gross it's gross yeah yeah um, and the other one was the enormous lack of money. Yeah. They were broke. Broke AF. And the imme- it says the immediate need for gold was resolved by Rego Draz. And I think they were so clever here. The answers they come up with, you're kind of like, why didn't anyone think about this before? Well, this you know so exactly clever. why people didn't think about this before. I think that's why I like it so much. What he does yeah, is... Why? is- I mean, Rogar never would have taxed himself. No, that's true. Right? That's so, true. so you know the 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 way the people thought that were there before him. So, what mm-hmm. Jaharis does is he decides to t- essentially tax all of the imported goods, all of the all of the yeah. non-essential imported things. You know, the lavish things, luxuries. He gets there, but first he says what Rago does, which is also really clever, is he gets three huge loans. Yeah. From the Iron Bank of Bravos. Mm-hmm. Remember that name, it's very important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the banks in Tyrosh and Mir. And they got three huge loans. And he plays them against each other so yes. you can get a really good deal on the loans. Yeah. He's like, well, these guys, I got this good deal with the interest. So what, you know, are you? Are they better than you? And they're like, oh no, well, we'll give you an even better yeah. deal. He uses their pride against them to get the best deal he can. Rego's good at that. So you've got a huge amount of money. Yeah. And so they can start work on the dragon pit again. Yeah. So that starts. But of course, that is like a stopgap. But we have money now. We don't have to earn any. No, you still have to pay back yeah, the loan no. and earn money. And... So that's that's when you're in like the amazing tax income in. Yeah. They know that taxes have to work. But he doesn't want to tax the poor. Doesn't want to tax the people who basically don't have it. Yeah. Or the ones that bring in business. Like So the innkeeps are bringing in money for the realm. Right. So don't tax them to the point where no one can go and drink in them. Right. Yeah. You know, or the or tax the poor people so that they can't go and spend their money. Yeah. Well, the the, the thing is, and and they've done that. That's what's been happening. Is like they keep trying to tax the poor, and it's like I said, you can't squeeze blood from a stone. Yeah. You can't you can't ask people to pay when they don't have the money to pay. Yeah. And he also realizes if you just tax lords, they're going to rise up in rebellion. Yeah. It's like no, that's too expensive. I don't want any more wars. Yeah. Of rebellious lords, thank you very much. Yeah. 
So he decided, like you said, he they, he taxes the things that the lords want the most. Yes. Like they don't silk. Need, like luxury. They don't need. Yeah. Luxuries. Yeah. Like, apparently, according to the UK, tampons, for example, and sanitary towels. Yeah. Or that has since been changed. Yeah, it was here too, thankfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the... they own? It took so long to change, though. And the Chancellor at the time said... And it still sticks in my craw. He said, we can't change... This was a, like maybe... Oh wait, fuck, it feels like the other day, but it might have been like seven years ago or something. <laughs> we can't change the taxation on tampons and sanitary towels. But the tax that we take from them will be used to help uh, uh, victims of domestic abuse. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I don't think that went, it didn't go down as well as he thought. Like, oh, yay, that's good. So women are taxed because they have periods mm-hmm. and they will also be using that money to pay for when men are violent to them. Towards them. Okay. Yeah, it didn't go down no, very well. No, I can't imagine that. <laughs> no. And then they're, I think like a year later, they're like, shall we just scrap the tampon tax? Yeah, I think let's yeah, just do let's that. Just it's, not a, it's not a luxury having a period. No, believe me, it's so, not. No. <laughs> it's fucking... <laughs> it's a luxury not having them. Yeah. Bring on the menopause. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, they were taxing things like cloth of gold, cloth of silver, gemstones, lace, tapestries, Dornish wines, but not the Arbor wines, because obviously right. Dawn was... It wasn't even... Not yeah. part of the realm yeah. yet, so... Yeah. Um... But also spices, pepper, cloves, saffron, nutmeg, cinnamon, which makes me think of Tudor England. Yeah. There were huge um, taxes on those. Yep. And he points out that basically all the people have to do is, if they don't want to pay it, is you don't have to have pepper. You don't have to have it. I don't know what I would do without pepper. I mean, of all things. And thing, people, like... I know. But oh. all the rich lords love, like, people are prideful. And this is what mm-hmm. happened in Henry's time, like on the tables and Elizabeth I, on the tables at dinner, they would have these huge piles of spices and salt and sugar and all the things that were taxed the most yep. because you wanted to show it what you could afford sign to, have. Wealth to have them in the first place. Look how rich I am. Yep. I have all this sugar. I have cinnamon. I have mace. I've got all of these amazing. If you come with me to Hampton Court Palace, you'll see they have all of this stuff there. And it's it fascinates me because it's like a show of wealth. Like nowadays, it's kind of like look at my spice cabinet, fancy. <laughs> like look at my look at my spice cabinet. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got cinnamon in it. But if you've even now, if you've saffron in your spice cabinet, I mean, that's that's. Awesome. I know I do have saffron, but I literally use it spare. I use it like once a year, and I dropped some on the floor, and I was like, I'm using it. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's so expensive. I had some, but I am a good daughter and I gave it to my mom. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You're but it was expensive. Good. It was yeah. like 50 bucks for a it's little It's so dry. expensive. Yeah, it's, re- it's crazy expensive. Yeah. So I literally, I'm like, I'm not wasting a single piece of this. Yeah. <laughs> I will have every single bit. But I can't think of what's the modern equivalent. What is the thing now that people do to show off how rich they are? I don't know, big house a horse, a stable, mobile phone. Devices. But everyone has a mobile phone. Everyone has a mobile phone. Do you have the newest mobile phone? Do you have the newest watch? Do you have the newest headset? Do you have the newest tablets? Do you have the makeup? Do you have the brand names? Are you wearing Gucci? Are you wearing... 
Target. I suppose, yeah. You know, yeah. like people, there's, I mean, it's massive now. But yeah, like this is Henry VIII's court is literal piles of sugar. They used to have, um, sugar didn't used to come as separate pieces though, you know, it used to come as a cone. Yeah. And people would break pieces shave off. off. Yeah. And shave off tiny bits and you'd be like, that'll be a thousand pounds. Yeah. This tiny little bit. Crazy. But yeah, it was, it was a great plan because the lords were prideful. And they, you know, the lords had a way of life that they were accustomed to having and showing they had. And so taxing these things was, I think it was brilliant. And then the other tax that he implements is a, is a castle building tax. Yes, a crenellation, crenellation tax. tax. Yes. If you wanted to build something new or add on, you know, build a yeah. nice extension to your house. Um, yeah. We're going to put on a little extension, a little extra bathroom. You got taxed on that. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking, well, this way I keep the people, I don't want people building big castles. Keeps them in their place. And he doesn't. Is this when he mentions Harren the Black? It might be. Yes, you would think that they might learn from Black Harren, but too many do not know their history. Their histories. This tax will discourage them from building, yep. whilst those who must build regardless can replenish our treasury while they empty theirs. Yep. Yeah. So these were two really good taxes. I think he's good at thinking of the psychology of people. He's not yeah. just kind of. I'm going to burn them down until they pay me. It's how can I make? How can I win people over? How can I work out what people want? How can I give them what they want whilst also getting what I need? Yep. And I think he shows... I, and I'm like you. I don't always think Jaharis is the best. I have things I have issues with. But he shows wisdom. And I think his two-year stint... Maybe they should make all world leaders... Take before a they become break. leaders, spent two years in a library yep. reading books about leading and not being a dick he, you know and he he mastered some of the leading he didn't always master the not being a dick though mm, true but that's mainly in his personal life he understood the kinging i think apart from a few things there's yeah. a few things that'll come up that i'm like mm, but yeah no. it, this chapter shows him as very pragmatic for sure yeah like, and I as think... a 16 year old he's only 16 as well yeah, yeah. He shows himself to have wisdom, I'd say, beyond his years. And I think probably he listened to people on Dragonstone. He was taking meetings yes. there. He was listening to people. So, mm. you know, we don't have a lot of the accounts of what was said here and there between no, different don't. people. But I, but again, like we know just because he wasn't ruling the realm for those last two years, so many people weren't coming to him and talking to him and that he wasn't, mm. you know, having conversations with the maesters there and things like that. So... You know, he's learning. And I think he that's a good sign. Good. Is listening. Listening is an important yeah, sign. big time. Yeah. Big time. So now he's sorted out tax. He also needed just to figure out what the fuck to do about the fact that he married his sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and she finally gets to join him. It's been yeah. half a year. I didn't realise it had been so long. Yeah. Yep. Six, six months. Six months. And then she finally gets to fly and see him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so funny. By this time, even blind beggars in the alleys of Flea Bottom knew that Alessandra Jaharis had been wed. But the, for the sake of propriety, the king and queen slept separately for a moon's turn. <laughs> Last preparations were made for their second wedding. So, yes. But they decided not to have a huge wedding with 40,000. Just 1,000 Just 1,000. Just 1,000. Makes sense. Yeah. You know? Makes sense. Well, he's the king. You have to have like all the high lords and stuff and their yeah. households or whatever to be invited. So mm. it makes sense. But I'm glad that he didn't go for like, I kind of feel it's very poignant in this day and age because 
we are living in what is termed in the UK, I don't know what they, if you have the same issues, but we call it the cost of living crisis in mm-hmm. the UK. Yep. And we've had a royal funeral and a coronation and our prime minister is one of the richest people in the world. Two royal funerals. Two, uh, what? Oh, what? Prince Philip as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but his was not in the cost of living. His was during COVID, so that's still shit. Oh, okay. But during the cost of living crisis, we've had the Queen's funeral, we've had... Charles's coronation. Charles's coronation. Our prime minister is one of the richest people in the world. I don't even know who your prime minister is right now. His name is Rishi Sunak. Okay. And his wife is one of the richest people in the world. And he also has recently been found to have given her, during COVID, her invested government money in loads of her companies up to the tune of about 200 million pounds super his his estimated worth is about 700 million jesus christ yeah i know and people one of the big things is that people are going well some people can't afford to eat like there's about three million people in the most recent survey of the uk of Mm -hmm. people living not just in poverty but destitution yeah like nothing and yeah, our Prime Minister is, you know, he had to uh, redo our electricity system, we call the National Grid, because he wanted to heat his pool. So he got the whole of the UK uh, electricity system changed so he could heat one of his pools. Jesus. And it kind of, it's kind of like, okay. So I'm kind of glad that Jaharis is a bit like, okay, we haven't really got very much money mm-hmm. and we've sort of taxed the shit out of the poor people of King's Landing. But also remember, Jaharis himself has no money. He has no money. They don't have any money. So, yeah. so it's not like yeah. he's been living large, like he's living in castles, but he's not, he's yeah, not yeah, going yeah. on spending. So he does, they don't have any money. No. So, they are and, asset and rich. He, exactly. And he, he lived yeah. in different households. He depended on people for a long time. So he hasn't mm-hmm. had money of his own anyway. So it's not like it's not like that. It's not like in Robert later where he walks in and okay, well we have a full amount of money. Let's go on a spending spree. No, Jaharis doesn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a spoiler a little bit, but yeah, but it's true. Like and and kings do that. They walk in. They go, well, let's spend, spend, spend. Whereas Jaharis, I think he's like, it's not from a PR point of view, not a great idea. Mm-hmm. And also we have no money, but he still has enough money to have a thousand people. Yeah, but that's because they borrowed from the banks too, right? Yes, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, they. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have um, short-term loans companies that advertise? Probably. In I don't do Canada? a lot of, with that. <laughs> do a lot of no, 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 they're always, they're always on TV like, hi, if you call us up, you can have a quick payday loan. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, in yeah. small in the small print on the bottom it's like the interest rate is 3000%. Yeah. And it's yeah, you know. Like, yeah. Okay. Mm. So I'm just I'm I'm pretty sure he got a better deal than that uh, so. on the Iron Bank of Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it was Septon Bath who got them married. Twice. Um, which is interesting because he's only been there. Like they knew Septon Oswick better. So why Septon Bath? And I think it kind of we'll find out more about why perhaps Jaharis chose him to marry him to his wife than another person. Mm-hmm. Septon Bath is pretty fucking awesome. Yes. But we'll find that out later, I think. I think it's to do with that. Yeah. I think it's also just like it's easier when it's an unknown person. There's no no mm, bias, maybe. no preconceived notions, no nothing. It's just but also, who was the one who married them on Oldstone? Was that Oswick? I feel like it was Oswick who 
Yeah. So he married them on Oldstone. Oldstone? Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Old Town, Dragonstone. Yeah. I think my gin is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he so it might have been Oswick who married them on Dragonstone. So yes. maybe they were like, let's have a different guy this time. Okay. But they had the whole fam. The whole fam turned up. They did, and even. Rogar and Alyssa came. Mm-hmm. And then also Raina. Raina came. My baby came. Happy? My lover. She turns up. She's like, oh, hi. Happy. Yeah. She's there. Hi, I have. She had some important things to discuss. She did. She did. So it was a good good excuse for her to get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can go talk like, to hey, hey. Yep. She wanted to visit Araya. Obviously, because the last time we saw her, she was in Castle Rock with the Lannisters. And she's like, we need to get the fuck out of here yeah. because these guys are just groping for power. Yes. And money and me. Mm-hmm. So yep. let's go. So this is obviously where she turns up. Yep. Isn't it? It is. Yep. This is where she goes to. Do you think she planned on being at the wedding? Or do you think she was like, flew in and was like, oh shit, there's a wedding. <laughs> like, I, let's swear yeah. there. Oh, oh congratulations. Yes. I knew this all along. Like, yeah, I knew this wedding was happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Did we know this, guys? Was she invited or not? I think that she probably needed to have a conversation and the wedding just provided yes. the opportunity for her to go in and do that. Definitely. Yeah. And the difference with this wedding from the last one is that this wedding included a bedding. A bedding. Blech, I swearing. know. Ew. I know. Ew. An ugh, an oh. Queen Alison and later years would declare that this was at her insistence. I just shuddered. <laughs> like, oh, God, <laughs> you were looking down, my whole uh, body convulsed. So I was like, whoa. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And Queen Alison's like, yeah, this was me. I was ready to lose my maiden head. She was. I really hate that word. Yeah. Do you know what I f- was listening to, again, Mythos by Stephen Fry, another mm-hmm. great book. And the word hymen means wing. And it comes from a bee that turned up at the wedding of Zeus and Hera called Melissa. Mm-hmm. Do you know that story? I don't remember it now. She brought, there. they had a competition at the wedding of Zeus and Hera to bring the best dish. And Melissa bought uh, a tiny amphora of this amazing, sweet, incredible, not cloying, but amazing food that was honey. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, I, I'll ask of me any favour that you have, would like, if you win. And she won because her honey was so delicious. Mm. And she said, well, she, apparently she moaned and moaned and said, well, it's really hard. I have to fly from flower to flower and back to my thing. And what I'd like, and people keep stealing my honey. What I'd like is a weapon to kill people with. Hmm. And uh, and he was annoyed at her for moaning and said, all right, but you, you can have a weapon, but it's fatal to you, not, not the, person. the person you sting. Because hmm. that's why they've got a barb, like they've got a barb that gets yep. stuck in their body, honeybees. Yep. And wedding wing is hymenoptera which is what a bee is also called hmm. hymenoptera is the is the greek like species term for a bee interesting which means wedding wing so your hymen is your wedding wing your hmm. the wing that you have your or it's like a wing or a shield or something like a thin yep. thing but it's yeah it's so. it's that's where it comes from hmm. Your wedding wing. 
So she lost her wedding ring. She did. Yeah. On that night. Mm-hmm. And it's gross. With, like, Lord Rogar himself, roaring drunk, led the men who disrobed her and carried her to the bridal bed. While cha- while other companions, Janice Templeton. Who the fuck is Janice Templeton? I feel like they got that wrong and it's like Tennis Templeton. <laughs> Who's Janice? I didn't even look that up. And Rosamond Ball and Prudence and Prunella Saldago, they got to partake. Woohoo! They got to have some fun. They did. Probably they the closest to, like, thing they got take to his see clothes to a wedding. Off, <laughs> poked his penis, you know? Yeah. A little bundle of the willy there. And then they took his clothes off. And then on, and then they had sex in Magos Holdfast. Sealing their union for all time before the eyes of God and gods and men. Mm-hmm. So do people watch the bedding? Yeah. Does someone watch it happen? I think so. It happened in a lot of royal weddings in history. Could you imagine having an observer, mm-hmm. like someone? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that was your thing, I mean, then then cool. in a lot of but would um, it not put a pressure on you. Films and stuff they depict someone going sort of behind sort of a see-through door, not a see-through door, but like a door that you can see through, like with like mm. intricate yeah, and watching yeah, yeah. that way, so yeah. it's not quite as in your face. So no, yeah, I don't know how historically accurate that is but i mean yeah anyway they would have collected her sheets after they would have done they would have done but if she's noble then she might not have had a hymen anyway it's true i didn't you know i too much information never mind (laughs) 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 we are recording (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is not just you and me chatting so there's, there's a recording audience they're listening in like, apparently I'm feeling your gin too <laughs> how much gin have you had yeah. <laughs> do you know the nice thing about gin and water is they're both clear yes that's true. <laughs> nobody knows nobody knows yeah I've written next to it like ew mm-hmm. just ew like, yep just I can't if, if voyeurism is your thing yeah. then great yeah. go for it totally but I just can't imagine being able to, like, how would you feel if you're Jaharis? You're like, I've got to perform. Or even Alisan, I've got to enjoy this while someone else, other people are watching. Yeah. Like, mm. I feel like a lot of the time people leave the room. But the way this is worded makes it sound like there were people Like someone was watching. Outside. Well, you know what? They, they, have had, they had had so many people try and break up their marriage that at that point, I bet you they wanted someone to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think one of the reasons why they did it, and I said, like, Alessandra's just like, I'm fucking sick of people questioning whether we're truly married. Yeah, she climbed right on top and just... Yeah, like... (laughs) No doubts. Can everybody look? Yeah. Just check. It is inserted, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yes, this has been consummated. Yeah. Now please leave so I can have a proper orgasm. Yes. So that was that. It was no longer a secret. It was not. No secrets. No, no more. Secret. Of course, they had to deal with, like, well, what the fuck's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, they'd had uh, Megor taking a second wife, and that was bad. Mm-hmm. And Amy's had married Alyssa, but their children had had an incestuous marriage. And it hadn't gone down well. So, no. obviously, they've got to figure out what the hell to do. And the book talks about these are different circumstances yeah they're not in the same place you haven't got Magor who's married several people and pissed off the faith and at war with the faith and there isn't the warrior sons and you haven't you haven't got the faith militant anymore nope have you 
And of course, it also mentions how Reyna and Egon weren't that well known through the realm. They weren't loved by people. Right. They? they weren't really seen. This is Aenys' no. fault. He never really let them take their dragons anywhere or Reyna. No. And in fact, the dragons. only times that they did go, he wouldn't let them take their dragons. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't have, even have a show of power. No. And I think it mentions how that Alessandra Jaharis did, they wanted to be known by the realm. Yep. And everywhere they went, they took their dragons. They're yes, like, they did. we're going to get to know you and you will understand that we have power. Yep. And our power is our dragons and we will burn you. We will burn you. If they had portraits, they were portraits of them and their dragons. So I think it was different circumstances. I think, and they sort of, I'm skipping a, a little bit ahead, but... Um, is it Benefer does say like you can't it's really hard to unpack history and understand all of it and understand no no not true, just yeah. what happened but what didn't happen and why it didn't yeah. happen yeah 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 he makes a good point he does yeah yeah it's looking into those voids of like why did this happen for all these other people but what were the factors that stopped mm -hmm. it from happening in this instance mm -hmm. and we just don't really fully know because it didn't happen no and you can speculate on so many things right it was not exactly the same we can. situation we can speculate that yeah. is exactly what we'll do it was not exactly the same situation this wasn't apples and apples it also was you know the, if the crown was broke the rest of the realm was also broke so i think it's safe to say that people just couldn't afford war anymore they had seen enough no. of it they were tired of war really tired but jaharis wasn't so nothing had happened, but Jaharis, again, says his favourite phrase, words are wind. And he doesn't want to take for granted that there has been no uprising yet. So he has a plan. Yeah. And one plan is to send out some preachers. What's the number of preachers he sends out, Beth? I don't know. Could it be seven? It is seven! What? We haven't had seven in ages! Never have it's been seven. like a whole chapter <laughs> <laughs> since we've had a number seven. But yeah, he sends out seven preachers to go and preach about the loveliness of Alisan mainly not him like tell every man you meet of Alisan's kindness her sweet and gentle nature and her love for all the people of the seven kingdoms great and small mm -hmm. and there was four women and three men and only one of them really mattered though <laughs> I know and this is when we get back this person who dis who was arrived on page and then disappeared for a bit and she's back yeah, she's back Guess who's back? Who is it? Eleanor, Queen Eleanor, the Black Bride, who had found Megor dead upon the Iron Throne. Mmm, Eleanor Costain. Yeah. She went out to preach all about it, and it said she went around the Reach. I think. Do you think they chose seven people to choose each kingdom? Well, but Dorn wasn't the king, a kingdom. The yet. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe not the Crownlands. Maybe not. Well, we're in someone for the Crownlands. Eleanor for the Reach. Some for the Stormlands, someone for the North, someone for the Westerlands. The Vale. Someone for the Vale. Some for the Iron Islands. Maybe. 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 Yeah. If we're missing someone, let us know, because I can't think right now if we're missing mm -hmm. a person. But she she did that. She travelled all around the Reach, giving elo eloquent testimony to the evil of her late king and the goodness of his successors. Can't read. <laughs> successors. And apparently she gave up all claims to nobility and joined the mother house at Lemmersport. She became Mother Eleanor. Mm -hmm. So apparently she got really into it and she was like, yeah, let's be part of this. So that's her story. Because was she the one with children? Yes. 
So she'd had three children, and it was her husband who was arrested and murdered for mm-hmm. no reason. Yep. And she checked on that her kids were fine when she left Magor. Mm-hmm. And then Jaharis had... But two of them were older, and then the other one was like a tot. Yeah, yeah. And then Magor had the tot taken away. Tot. Tot. T-O-T. T-O-T. Tot. Well, I suppose that's a word, isn't it? Tot. I just don't ever hear anyone say the word tot anymore. Really? Tot. A wee little tot. tot. A wee little tot. Yeah. Toddler. Tot. How funny. A to- toddler. Yeah. T-O-D-D-L-E-R. Yeah. Toddler. Yeah. Yeah. We That age group would be a tot to us. A teeny tot. I just don't ever hear anyone say a tot these days. Hmm. It's just lovely. It's just nice. <laughs> Tell me more about funny Canadian words. Well, you're welcome. Um. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what doesn't really go to what happened to her children, but yeah, she rises no. up. She rises up in the in the church, which is again yeah. another historical thing that happened with a lot of women. Mm. I know she sort of makes me think of like Joan of Arc and that kind of maybe not Joan of Arc, but that kind of warrior woman. Like, yeah, pious. You ever, I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Have you Have you watched The Last Kingdom? I don't think so. No. There's like a a septa. I think it's something Hildegard, and she's oh Hildegard von Bingen, huh? So she was awesome. So yeah, Hildegard well, von Bingen. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's the take on her or not in the show, okay. but but there's exactly like there's women who you know essentially mm. establish their themselves and then build get power mm. through being in yeah. in a church, and that's what Eleanor does, and I love that for her. I mean, mm-hmm. she probably anybody who had slept with Magor probably had enough of men. <laughs> And the Septons, the names are funny because you've got Septon Baldrick. Have you ever watched Blackadder? No. Okay, because that is a classic British comedy show by Richard Curtis. You know, he did like Love Actually and Mm -hmm. all of those, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. He wrote all those, but he also wrote Blackadder with a famous comedian whose name I can't remember, who I don't like at all. But it had Rowan Atkinson and Hugh Laurie in it and Stephen oh, Fry. Oh, interesting. I'd probably like it then. It's, it's historical. So he, Blackadder is this guy who seems to keep popping up in points of history with Queen Elizabeth. No one really liked season one, but season two onwards. And the fourth season is Blackadder Goes Forth. And that's in the First World War. And it's when the, season, it's when the whole series ends. Hmm. Okay. And honestly, I've never cried my eyes out. Ben Elton, that's the writer who wrote it. And um, it's so moving because it's about the First World War and the futility of the First World War. But there's a character, a very famous character in it called Baldrick. And I'm wondering if George R. R. Martin has named it up because I've never heard Baldrick anywhere else. Maybe. He does He does do Because he, he of... names other characters yeah. after people. Mm-hmm. And um, Baldrick is this kind of... He's like a kind of lackey of Blackadder who's always up to dastardly deeds and trying to, like, in the in the fourth season, he's always trying to get out of going to war. He's always trying to fake insanity hmm. and stuff like that. And Baldrick is his little stupid sidekick who's always got a cunning plan. And his catchphrase is, I've got a cunning plan. Hopefully, other people who listen to this will have heard what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's very famous. Okay. But I wondered if Septon Baldrick was named after Baldrick. Could be. Could be. Could be. And then we've got Septon Rollo. Rollo. Yep. The Viking. Yeah, Rollo the Viking, and then Alfin. I don't know that. But then you've got Scepter Isabel, who'd been with Alison. Yep. And Violante. Sounds terrifying. Like, violent. Yeah, 
Yeah, does. And then Mother Maris, who makes me think of Maris from Frasier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they go out and they talk about Queen Alisan and how great she is. But more importantly, they start to talk about Targaryen exceptionalism, right? This is Well, that's the thing. The other thing that Jaehaerys comes up with is the idea of the doctrine of exceptionalism. Yes. And they go out and preach about Alisan, how amazing she is, but also that Targaryens are not like everybody else. The Andals came from Andalos. Mm-hmm. That's where the faith of the sun comes from. Yeah. And the Targaryens are separate. They're from Valyria, where people married brother to sister. Yes. So essentially, and they've got an answer to everyone. Yes, haven't they? This is their yeah. yeah. This is their culture. This is a part of their culture. We don't understand it. It's yucky for our culture, but it's mm-hmm. not for theirs. One god made us all, but he did not make us all alike. He yeah. made the lion and the oryx as well, both noble beasts, but certainly gave gifts he gave to one and not the other. And the lion cannot live as an oryx, nor an oryx as a lion. So they come up with good answers to everything. One person says, if I want to fuck my sister too, do I have your leave? And the septon says... Go to Dragonstone and claim a dragon. If you can do that, sir, I will marry you and your sister and myself. Mm-hmm. So obviously the other thing that separates them is that they can ride dragons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And no one else can do that. So, How do you feel about that? What do you think of it? I'm okay with it. I find incest blech, but it's a different culture. It's, it's not mine. And so I will just go, okay, personally, it's not my thing, but go ahead go for it if you want to do it it's it's you go for it i'm a live and let live kind of person so yeah i guess i guess i think that it's a little bit elitist tell me more well just i'm gonna eat a piece of chocolate while you tell me all about it (laughs) we have dragons and so we're different and so we can do what we want sorry you guys can't do that you don't understand it but we see jaharis use the dragons as a threat right and so even in even in that septon's reply Go and claim a dragon, and I won't defy you, even though maybe it's not your bloodline. So it's not really about the blood that makes them different, the culturally different. It's the dragons that make them different. I think different. it does. I think it's the fact that, because he says, no, oh, what does he say? Let me get to it. The Targaryens are different. Their roots are not in Andalos, but in Valyria of Old, where different laws and traditions held sway. A man had only to look at them to know they were not alike other men. Like, I realise that there is some elitism there. Because then it says, and they and they fly, fly dragons. Yeah. I realise there's some kind of like, well, we look a bit different. We act a bit different. And obviously the, the Targaryen... And we are superior people, like, because we have to... dragons. Well, they're not superior. They just have nu- nuclear bombs. Yeah. But I feel like the point that they come from a different culture makes sense to me. Like, I don't understand... I may not agree with every culture but i can go okay well it's not mine and if it's yours go for it i don't have to personally agree with it but i'm not going to stop you from doing your thing Mm -hmm. it's not you know i don't know it's a very thorny issue because you could say well should people do this or that just because it's in their culture yeah to do it and you could say that about a number of things some people might think we're weird for the way we live should we just live and let live or should we intervene when we think, oh, no, that's really awful? Well, if it's human sacrifice, for example, I think it's okay to ask questions and be like, maybe not. So, but when mm. I, you know, Targaryen accepts it, it, all of it to me boils down to the threat. It's fine. 
we have dragons. Our rules supersede your rules. I think it's rules. just saying they're just saying, and like they they are a bit special because they can ride dragons and we don't ride them. Uh, to me, I don't see the threat. I just see the kind of well, they are different. And look at them. Look at the difference. They do ride dragons. So he like, says. He says to this man, "Go pick a dragon. Go tame a dragon on Dragonstone." And I don't know if this is spoilery or not. We're about to see it in the show. We haven't seen it yet. But we have people who may or may not be Targaryen blood who tame dragons. So does that mean that yeah. they can marry brother to sister? I suppose it does, yeah. Because they are. And we do see someone who may have an affair with a family member. You know? Do we? Yeah. Nettles! <laughs> but that's a Targaryen again. <laughs> but that's a no, Targaryen no, but again. People, but people, but she claims a dragon. Yeah, but it doesn't. Hers doesn't matter. He's a Targaryen. It wouldn't matter. He already married his niece. We can edit the stuff out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but people know he married his niece. They saw the show. But I'm just saying. I, I to me, it's, I, it's where, it's where you draw the line. I don't see the threat in there of the dragons. I see them saying, "Look, if you can claim a dragon, great, go for it, because that means you're a Targaryen and you can go do what you want and marry who you want." Yeah. I feel it just because you where do you draw the line? Like in you could see a real world example is in France they have banned the burqa, for example, mm-hmm. and they've also banned the burkini. So yeah. women who are religious but can't like, just why? go to the beach. Why? What does it bother you when yeah. people are wearing to the fucking beach? But then some people will be like, but you know, it's. I hate, you know, some people be really anti it, like women having to cover up their bodies, women having to cover up their hair. That's disgraceful. And to me, I'm like, well, why just let them be. Like, let them be. If they want to wear that to the beach, like, leave them alone. And to me, it's more policing of women's bodies. But for some people, they're really anti the fact that women cover their hair or feel like they have to be dressed moderately. And it's where do you draw the line of that, of of what you say is okay and not okay, and do you just live and let live? And I feel like if something is a real threat to humanity, like human sacrifice or beheading people, or you know, murder, just murder, yeah. But they're not saying that it's okay for us to murder you with dragons. They're just saying, look, they are different. They're kind of they saying come from a different they're culture. kind of saying if you don't, and Megor really drove this home. If you don't let me do what I'm going to do, I'm going to use my dragons against you. Jaharis has I said it to Rogar. He, he says it a lot of times. I don't see it in this threat. I don't see a threat. I just see them saying, look, they're different. They're just different. They come from a different culture. They come from dragon people. There were dragons in Valyria. Look, they still ride dragons. We're not dragon people. We didn't come from a dragon culture. Look, they're different. And so therefore they do, they live their life differently. I think the I think the arguments there for for both like I see I know I get it like culturally every culture you know has mm-hmm. has differences and different roots and feels differently about different things but I still think that in this to me it boils down to well they're just I mean it's Targaryen exceptionalism they're better than you are so they can do what they want <laughs> I don't see it's better it's just they're different I mean, I do think that Targaryens think they're better because they often talk about them being... I guess exception like, just means they're exception to the rule. Yes. 
It's yeah. not except I'm exceptional. exceptional as a person. Yes, but I'm just saying it can be interpreted the either way. It can be interpreted, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But I think they're saying we're just we have a come from a different place. I think that we that wording was culture. really well done on George's part because mm. it's like it can it it can be very dual meaning, right? And mm-hmm. I again, mm-hmm. he's so intentional with his words. So yeah, I don't know. I like the I like the discussion about. It. I like the debate about it. I think that to I don't want to get spoilery, but uh, we'll talk maybe more about Targaryen exceptionalism in the spoiler section. <laughs> it's an empty glass. That's an empty glass, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. And using religious language like doctrine as well just brings it home. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. What do you think, guys? Tell us what you think. Yeah. Is it Tell is us. it exceptionalism as in they are except they are I think it's I just think it's both. I think it is meant know, to but be but I'm I'm asking yeah. our listeners what they think. Yeah. What they think about this rule. I know that the Targaryens, clearly they talk about themselves as more gods. like gods than men yeah and we're meant to see them that way with even with them you're taking you're reading that greek book all of well, you're not reading it though you're having it read to you but all the names are similar yeah, to yeah, Targaryen yeah. names right like, they are very similar yeah. and i because i mean because i'm reading it as well so i listen to a bit and i read it yeah. a bit but they are very similar and i think that's on purpose yes i think george has chosen that very purposely yes. to be more similar to the greek gods and therefore show us that they're godly than yeah. the ordinary people names right it's the pantheon i choose to be have i choose to just chill about this and be like yeah this is just them saying look we want to marry brother to sister because we've always done this this is our culture so we want to fit in with your faith we want to fit in with the religion but can we just have this one thing because this is what we've always done because we come from a different place. Right, and that's, I mean, that culture. early Catholicism did that. We made exceptions for different things or, you know, evolved or changed the message that they were putting out there based on the society that mm. was adopting it, right? I mean, Islam did as well. Um, yeah. So that's not uncommon, but but still it's, you know, it's cherry picking a little bit. And um, so what you're going to hear, listeners, from now on is Steph talking about incest mm-hmm. like it's totally everyday normal. I'm not going to say this fine. It is disgusting. And, and I'm going to be like, what? Every bleh. time you make up for no, it. No, it is so gross. <laughs> and honestly, I've watched, um, like I was saying, I've watched some other episodes of Game of Thrones recently. Honestly, the Jamie and Cersei stuff. Sorry, Ugh. that's a spoiler. But I, it makes me feel physically ill. Yeah. Like, I feel mm-hmm. sick inside. And I've written, ew, all over my book where it talks about Alessandra Harris doing yeah. it because it's like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I do find it gross, but I also am able to go, well, it's just not my culture. It's not my thing. I don't like it, but it's not my thing. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And of course, the book goes on to talk about Beth. Did you know that? you're in this book yeah right now it says it says here's the quandary every student of history must face oh yes yes (laughs) this is when it says do you look at the things that happened or the things that didn't happen yeah um and so yeah it's you had the high septon who was called high lickspittle wasn't he and he didn't make a sound about it and lots of people very weary of war and blah 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 but basically nothing happened. Essentially, nothing 
No. No one rose up against him. No. At this point at all. At this point. That we know of. But then there was one final problem that he had to face, and it was Beth's lover. My lover. Yeah. Raina. Raina. Raina needed... What does Raina want? Raina needed somewhere to go. She needed somewhere that was her own. Mm-hmm. Yep. She'd stayed with a lot of people, hadn't she? She's she been all had. around the Westlands. And, and, and she got sick of the Lannisters. And she is... Um, she has specific needs, right? She has a dragon. She, she has a dungeon for her sex things. She has a court of her own. She needs a sex room. She needs, she has specific <laughs> needs, for sure. Um, so, so she needs a spot where she can do her own mm-hmm. thing. So what did she ask for? Don't you find the wording quite interesting, though, when she gets there? She says, no matter where she turned, the same problem arose. They are all warm at first, but it does not last. Either I am unwelcome or too welcome. And I kind of think the unwelcome bit is probably because she's not the easiest character. No. She's not exactly, you know, warm herself. No. And she has a dragon and, the, and they like the dragon, but the dragon takes up space. They need a, yep. they need, you need room for a dragon. Yeah. 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 And she also says they lust for dragons of their own and that I will not give them. But yes. where am I to go? What did she say? It's the ones, it's the ones who want it that I fear the most or something like that. Some fear her, more want her, and it is those who trouble me most. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what does Jahara suggest she does? He says, why don't you come here? Look here at court. Yeah. She's like, yeah, great. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I kind of had some other ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Kind of don't want to come to shit. court. Yeah. Why do you think she didn't want to come back to court? Because she's not interested. She just wants to set up with her polycule in a castle and chat and read and play with her dragon. Do you know what I mean? She doesn't want court life. No. I don't think she wants to be a spectacle. No. She doesn't want to have to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she feels like if she comes to court, especially as as a, a queen in her in her own right or um Yeah. He he doesn't say that, but she is. Um She's a queen by title or something. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? You are a queen by courtesy. That's it. But she's not. But she's not. Her claim, apart from no. the fact that she's female, her claim is stronger than his. But yeah. I think that she doesn't want the expectations that come with it. She doesn't want to have to put on the face and do the things. And she, that's just, that's not right now. And she's tired of it. And she's lived a life and she's been yeah. through so much trauma that she just mm-hmm. doesn't want any of that. So she's like, and no. She wants people to leave her. And I want my own house. Room. I don't want to live with my brother. Yeah. Yeah, and also because she's got her friends, her four-headed beast. Yes, and she's probably thinking if they come to court, someone will try and marry half of them. I just want yeah. them to leave us the fuck alone, so we can just get on with our life and doing what we want to do. And so she makes a very specific request. She's not like I just want. He's like I could build you a castle, or I could let you have a castle. And she's like, well, I don't want you to build one, and all the other castles are lived in. She doesn't want to wait for a castle to be built. I think. No. She wants very specifically. She wants Dragonstone. She wants it's her birthright. I want Dragonstone. Yep. And he says, "I'll I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it." And then he finally concedes. He says, "All right, your blood of the dragon. You can go there, but it is a gift. Yes, it is not yours by right. It is a gift he expects to get back. Mm-hmm. It is not something she can pass down. It is not something yeah. she can give away." 
that yeah. is not hers by right. So it's not. No. So she's still kind of living at her brother's it's not place. Be her seat. She's just not being observed by her brother. No. And he doesn't want her. He says, "Our grandsire made seven. Our grandsire made seven kingdoms into one with fire and blood. I cannot and will not make them two by carving you off a separate kingdom of your own. You are a queen by courtesy, but I am king, and my writ runs from the old town to the wall, and on Dragonstone as well. So he's like, you can't have your own kingdom. Yeah, basically, I'm not having another." Like bit. This is mm. mine. It's all mine. <laughs> Can't have it. Insecure much? Yeah, mm. but I kind of get it. He's like, I don't really want you to carve off your own bit and call yourself queen here. But I also like let's just leave her if she wants it. But he needs to put his power forward as well because if he if he lets her have that, then anyone could be like, well, can I have the Iron Islands or can I have this bit? I guess I yeah. just feel like if that's how he felt. Why didn't he say, all right, you can stay there until I build you your own place? Right? Like, I mean, Raina throws some shade back at him. She's like, basically, are you so uncertain of your place? Yeah. That yeah, you have to be exactly. The knee to you. He is. He's, it's, it shows insecurity and, and it shows mm. that she, I don't think he knows her at all because I think, mm. like I said already, she's been through so much. I don't think she actually has any desire to be queen. No, no. she doesn't want to. She wants Dragonstone and one other thing. She and says, all right, fine, thing. I'll do that. What's the other thing she wants? She wants her daughter. She wants Aria. She wants Aria. Yeah. She wants Aria back. And he agrees very quickly. And of mm-hmm. course... I hate this next part that Benefer throws I know. It's gross it, to me. It, it's... It, I think Yandel talks about that he was too hasty. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, Aria was the heir currently to the Iron Throne. Yeah. And... Queen Raina, we can't predict how she's going to be, and maybe she's not so good as an influence. Blah blah blah. And there are terrible consequences, and it's all Raina's fault. And it's all Raina's fault, and that just drives me insane. Like Raina's been a mm. person who hasn't been allowed to parent her children. Yes, so pretty much since they were born, due to different circumstances. So of course, if anything were to go awry, it has to be absolutely her fault. And I absolutely. hate it. I hate it. I know. I know. But the Queen in the West then became the Queen in the East. Yes. And she settled in on Dragonstone with a proper place for her dragon and a proper place yep. for her polycule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one to disturb them. Yeah. And of course then Jaehaerys rules and about a year goes on without much going on. And of course people are shocked and stunned because Alisan sits in on the council meetings too. I know. Like bum 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 on earth but they didn't say anything good because they probably thought i'll be burnt by a dragon yes you will be if i say why is alisan here yeah uh, but also people just listen to her and they realize that she wasn't fucking stupid but Visenya did as well like Visenya was there rainy like they were yeah they were there on aegon's council so but a lot of these people wouldn't have been there at that time no i know but it's just interesting because the history is there and and everyone knows that but people don't know the histories do they? No, they don't. They don't. But they also just she opened her mouth and they could realise that she was well read, she was wise, yeah. interesting. Yeah. She was not a stupid person no. and she was a what? welcome voice. Women have brains? I know. I know. What? Alison decides to she wants to make the realm to make the red keep a lovely place 
because that's how she remembers it before came Magor ruined it and she yep. decides to get mummers and a a fool she hires the first a fool? fool that's it mm-hmm. the first fool what's his name the good wife the good wife dressed as a woman yes. and was never seen without his wooden children yeah I wondered because she puts lots of paintings and tapestries up and makes the place lovely I did wonder if it was Alassane's taste is it implied in House of the Dragon, you know they've got all those like sexy, the sexy tapestries, yeah. sexy tapestries of of sexy stuff going on. Was that her taste? Was that what I she hope so. To? God, I hope so. Threesomes and orgies <laughs> would be amazing. Because <laughs> they're so dirty. When I've watched House of the Dragon back, I like pause it. I'm like, oh my god, filthiest things going on in those I love tapestries. It. I love it. And paintings. And then Alison gets rid of them all when she's like. I know. Doing her prude. Pooey prude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's Alisam. I wonder if they were like, yeah, Alisam would be into some dirty shit. <laughs> She's like, yeah. yeah. Let's get some orgies. I love it. On the tapestries. Um, and they found, oh, they had their first court musician called Tom the Strummer. Mm-hmm. Yep, they dug him out of flea on him, didn't they? It's a fun one if you're British because strumming is masturbating. It is. So there we go. And it all pleased King Jaharis. But none of it pleased him half so much as the gift that Queen Alassane gave him several moons later when she told him she was with child. And that is how the chapter ends. So there we go. That's the end of the chapter. Alassane's got a baby in her belly. Gross. And yay. I know. (laughs) It's incest baby. Yep. (laughs) Lovely. Blech. I can't even think of which baby it is. I can't remember the name of it. So I guess what you can't. No, I'm like, who's ba- which baby is it now? Daenerys. There's so many. They have a million babies. There's so many babies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. We'll get there though. We'll get there. <clears throat> we will. Um, yeah. But that is the chapter of a time of testing. So it's not so juicy, is it? But it is full of detail. Yes. Yeah, it's not juicy. It is pragmatic. <laughs> that's, mm. that's my word for this chapter. But also setting up. I feel like it's setting the scene. It does, absolutely. And that's, it is. It's it's a backtrack, paint the scene. Shit gets done in this chapter. You know, it's a world building, track laying mm. chapter. Mm. Moves the story forward. People, It puts mm. people in the places they need to be for the next part of their stories. Marina to Harry's. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa. We're we're ready to go for the next bit of juice. Yes. Because it gets juicy and juicy again. Because the next chapter has a juicy name. And it's Ooh. Birth, Death and Betrayal. Oh boy. Under King Jaharis the First. Something's mm-hmm. creaking in my office. I'm a bit terrified that the ceiling is gonna come through. Is there something above you? Yes. I'm just gonna find out if someone's jumping up and down. Hang on. Yes. Is someone jumping up and down upstairs? Because my ceiling is creaking insanely. And I'm a bit frightened. Oh. Well, that was scary. (laughs) I don't want the ceiling to come in on my head. I'll be honest. It's stopped now, I think. Mm -hmm. Have you turned off the bar? Wow. Turn it on again? Oh yeah, it's making it sound like the ceiling's going up and down. It's like someone's jumping on the floor. Turn it off. 
Can you turn it off and keep it off? Because I'm scared that the ceiling's going to fall on me. Thank you. I'm confident. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if it did, but I'm just, I'm just nervous. Just all that. I'm gonna get back to recording. Try not to kill me. So it turns out when you turn the hot tap on in the bathroom upstairs, it makes the ceiling jump in That's my office. Crazy. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. That's mad. That's actually fucking terrifying. Okay. So before we move to our spoiler section, yes. the next chapter is 36 pages. Okay. It's, bit, it's double the size of the one we've just done. Yes. So will we split it in half? I imagine we will have to. Yeah. This okay. is a lot that goes on. It is. Oh my I God, haven't yeah. really read ahead yet, but we will split it. Jesus. Yeah. It's, ma it's massive. Yeah. As there's so much in it. That is a massive thick ass chapter mm -hmm. and there's so much that happens it's so deep it's very juicy so maybe what we'll do is we'll decide where we're going to split it and maybe we will um maybe just release to patreon or not to patrons but to like on our twitter and on our socials yeah yeah we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll announce where we're going to stop but i've got nothing left to say for the main chapter other than i actually really enjoy chapters like that and how they are detailed and stuff that gets you ready for what's coming next. I like mm -hmm. that. Me too. But we should get to our spoiler section. I've we got should. a few things to say. Have you? Mm, yeah, I think a couple. I didn't make any notes, which surprises nobody, but um, but I have a few <laughs> in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So if you're if you want to turn off and not listen to any spoilers for what goes on later on in this book or in the whole series or even in shows and stuff like that, then um, you can sign off here and we'll see you for episode 13. Yes. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. But we thank you for listening this far. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Shall we do spoilers? Yes. Let's do what it. What you got? What you got? What have I got? I've got a few, and I'm trying to read my own handwriting here, which may take some time. <laughs> I, when Jaehaerys arrives in King's Landing, I feel like there's a kind of parallel to Ned Stark arriving in King's Landing. Really? He's just ready to get down. Uh, but a here. parallel opposite. Jaehaerys travelled dressed and ready to get down to work. Mm-hmm. And he was successful at the work he did. Ned arrives, tired, dirty, sweaty. Significantly longer journey. Significantly longer journey. But is informed that he has to get to work straight away. Yeah. And he immediately is not... Like, it's the first thing that happens when he gets to King's Landing. And he is not in power. He is not really the power. He may be the king's hand. Yeah. But there are so many other people in power at pl uh, sort of in play there. Well, that was that had to happen because Robert had sent a letter ahead to get planning on something. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that the two of them, their arrival. So Jaharis is like, I'm going to go and I'm going to take over power and I'm going to do these things and I'm going to get rid of this counsellor and that person. Whereas Ned arrives, he's sweaty, dirty, has to get changed. He's not in the right clothes. Yeah. And he stinks. And he's informed we need to get straight to work. Yeah. He's not he's not walking in. Right, I'm here, I'm gonna get to work. Yeah. And you're gonna listen to what I say. 
and I'm calling a council and I'm firing you all to put people who I trust if only on the council. Had. If only he had. But he couldn't. And so Jaharis, like, it reminds me a little bit of Tyrion because Tyrion walks in and immediately gets rid of people who he believes aren't loyal, who yeah. he doesn't like, who he doesn't trust, like Pycelle and uh, Janos Slint. Whereas Ned came in unready, on it, like, he was informed that you are going to go to work. Yeah. He did not say, no. let's get to work. Mm-hmm. He just came in and did not know what was going to happen. And wasn't as successful, very, not just arguably, but quite literally, because he dies. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't take control of the small council. And because he's not the one calling the shots and saying, mm. like, I feel like at that point he should have said, no, we're going to wait for me. We'll do it when I'm ready. Yeah. And I'm going to interview you all for your posts. But he couldn't anyway. He wasn't are. the king. Like, Robert Robert had the people in the positions he had them. Ned could not have, even as handed the king, Ned couldn't have changed them. But he, but Ty- Tyrion does, though. Tyrion gets rid of people. He gets rid of Pycelle. Pycelle, sort of. He doesn't get rid of him. Like, he doesn't actually go to the Sept and say, send me a new Grand, or not the Sept, but the Citadel and say, send a new Grand Master. He puts him in prison. He puts him in prison. But but Ned couldn't have done that. Ned didn't have any reason to. He didn't have any reason to. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. the Lords themselves, Ned couldn't have done anything to. But I'm just wondering if Ned could have said, look, Robert, I don't think these people are. Robert wasn't even there yet. I know, I know. But eventually, I'm saying at some point. At the time, he could yeah. say, Robert, these people are not doing their best for the realm. Yeah. I want us to find new people. And I'm sure Robert would have gone, oh, Ned, do what you want. I don't care as long as my realm's okay. I'm sick of kinging. Yep. And that's what he would have said. He would have let well, Ned get on to with a it. degree, but he wouldn't have been able to, let's say, he wouldn't have been able to take Tywin Lannister off of, not that Tywin was a member of his council, but I, th- no. there were some things that he had to do for Cersei's sake. To pay the Lannisters. Like, he could have looked at Littlefinger and gone, this guy's shady. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying, Ned could have gone in and looked at these people, but he didn't. He just accepted his situation. Oh, it's true. And Littlefinger was like John Aaron. So I think that he was just like, yeah, okay, like John Aaron trusted you, I'll trust you too. Mm. Right? But also, Ned never trusted Littlefinger. I. And I, I think John Aaron's. Well, he did trust him, well. actually. Yeah, he <laughs> to did. His downfall. He did. Eventually, yeah. to his downfall. Yeah. Um, but but his first instinct about him was right. Famous line: "I did tell you not to trust me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just think the the arrival of these two people, to me, I can see the both of them. And but Jaharis walked in and went, "I am taking charge. Mm-hmm. We are now getting to work." Whereas Ned was informed, "You need to get to work." Right. right now. Yeah. And he wasn't ready for it. He was literally not dressed for it. He he just wasn't ready for it. And he wasn't ready for what came, what he, he had found no in idea what as well. He had no idea what he was no. getting in, in no. for. And he should have been looking that whole time at who is on this small council? Who are these people? What do they want? What do they like? Not just that, but like literally from the small council to the rat catchers. Who is the? If he'd looked at who like who the jailer was, he would have seen that the head jailer was also the same person as the master of whispers. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they're the same guy. Have you yeah. ever seen them in the same room at the mm. same time? Right. No. So uh, just it stuck out to me. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What have you got? Name one. Give me one. Mine was um actually we talked about um a Patreon episode just ahead of this with um Duncan Egg. And um, you talk oh, yeah. about Barth arriving on the donkey. 
Yes. And famously, the donkey that Egg has came from Amon, mm. and who's another very wise, wonderful character mm-hmm. that we get a lot of information from. So it's it, that just that same. That's the same vibe. Um, you mm. said Christ-like, which is accurate. I hadn't thought of that at all, actually. I've got one, Albin Massey. Oh, yeah. a twisted spine, but he's clever, but also quite dastardly. And he gets up to no good mm-hmm. and makes... He's looked over for Hand of the King later because he doesn't do good things. and He spies and he likes to be in the shadows. He literally says, because people will be afraid of me because I've got a twisted spine and it makes people a bit afraid. And that obviously makes me think of Laris Strong, mm-hmm. um, who also walks with a limp and disability. has a disability yeah. and is a shady character. Well, in Tyrion, to a degree, you see people with disabilities. Tyrion, disability. to a degree. Yeah. But also, and also another person, um, Varys. Varys. Who is not obviously disfigured, but has he is disfigured mm-hmm. because he's got, he was castrated. Um, yeah. Castrated. So I just find it interesting that there's lots of these kind of playing into the which king is it? That's the one, the humpback Richard the Third, Richard the Fourth, Richard the Third, supposedly the humpback. I think it was who Richard supposedly III. had a humpback and was like cast as evil. They do that, yeah. Well, Richard the Third's the one that they think killed the princes in the tower. So they yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And they did that even Anne Boleyn. Yeah. She has the myth of the six six finger. So anyone with a disfigurement is therefore evil secretly evil or bad or naughty and i, or I actually or dislike that george uses the trope a lot because i yeah. don't feel like it i don't know we all know why because <laughs> yeah. physical disabilities don't mean that you're a bad person <laughs> or or That's need true. to be other in any way shape or form so yeah so i don't like it he makes me uh massey makes me think of like maybe he has spina bifida i have a friend who has spina yeah bifida. yeah similar i wondered that as well description that's a good point. Probably Spiny mm-hmm. Wifter. The other thing I thought of was Rago Draz, mm-hmm. who makes me think of Davos because he's lowborn, but comes to be a very important advisor to a king. Mm-hmm. And lots of people don't like Davos because he is so lowborn, but they don't realise how wise he is. Yeah, but really um, bad things happen to Rago Draz, and I hope really bad things don't happen to Davos. Yeah. God, I haven't even thought about that. If there are parallels there. But I find it really interesting that um, Jaehaerys changes the rat catchers, and are they the forebears of blood and cheese? Are they do they train blood and cheese? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Were blood and cheese children of these people at mm-hmm. the time? Not that I'm saying rat catching is a hereditary title, but yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I wouldn't there. think so. I would think they'd be new hires, but they still obviously know the ins and outs of the castles. Because when because um this was fifty, yeah I suppose they wouldn't have been born yet so yeah, but just interestingly that the rat catchers get mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's just important to probably to mention that they exist, right? They exist. Yeah, I think Magor mentions rat catchers too. I think there's a. I think there's a part in there that they get mentioned. Mm. Okay. Oh, the other person that Rago drives makes me think of because he's foreign. Mm-hmm. And young, with no castle, no lands, no real people. I mean, this person does have lands and a and a hold fast, but also comes from Essos, and is in charge of the money. And that's Littlefinger. Mm. Littlefinger comes from Essos. Davos. 
his family bravos and then mm-hmm. and they don't and he's not thought of as important enough as a threat little finger is because he doesn't have armies and people he's like got a tiny hold fast with some sheep um yeah you know. yeah the fingers isn't exactly a <laughs> no. massive fortification um so do you think horrible things might happen to little finger i hope so <laughs> i hope so i just in Dross's case i don't feel like he deserves any of them and so it's he's othered and he's killed for it so i try i sort of hone in more on that as his story than i do mm. um the rest of it so i'm curious how you know if there will be a parallel in westeros or if that's just an indication of just how well, i think it's closest to me the closest parallel is davos Mm-hmm. Just because Davos literally had nothing and yeah. has become a, a lord in a hand of the king, by yeah, and hand of the king and stuff like that. It's I think it's interesting. I hadn't thought of Rego Draz's fate and whether that would parallel maybe what happens to Davos. I hope not. I hope not. He's called what Davos. Lord of the Rainwood, but that is an actual place, right? The Rainwood. Yeah. yeah, he does actually end up with lands in the end. He does. So I was just thinking about how like Valerians have sort of a similar title, quote unquote, with like Lord of Air, they're Lord of the Tides. Like so they're Lord of of nature instead of Lord of an actual key. Like they have actual keeps as well. But I just mean, do we have other characters that are like figurative lords of elementals like that? I think Lord of the Tides. Probably. I'm trying to think of the Iron Islands like the salt and rock and mm-hmm. no, it might be somewhere in dawn. I feel like there's got to be. Isn't the aren't the Dustins Lord of the or the Bar- oh that's the Barrow Kings? Hmm. Anyway, just something interesting to. It is something interesting, and I'd love to if anyone knows because there'll be someone out there. I'm sure there are people out there who are nerdy enough to know if there is a other people with um, names like that who've been yes. given those sort of names that would yep. be really interesting to know yeah, let us know or if anyone else comes to mind for you for Rego Draws Timmy I don't know that I feel like he pulls into another character too too much it just reminded me of, of Davos and a little bit of Littlefinger but without the dastardliness of Littlefinger for me maybe like he's more like Davos because more he's Varus I really well, and Lord Varus doesn't have any lands, but he's a lord. He's the master of oh, whispers, obviously. He he's othered as well as you know, as you mentioned, he's a mm-hmm. eunuch. Um, he has no lands. He's from Essos. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So, what will happen to Varus in the end? Although uh, I'm not sure. I Varys don't think good this. things will happen to Varus. No, I don't think good things will happen to Varus in the end either. Mm-hmm. No. What do you yeah. think, guys? What do you think? Do you have any more? I was going to say, there was one more I was going to say, um, Aria and her fate being blamed on Reyna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's shit. It's because bullshit. It's bullshit. I know. Aria has been treated so badly. She's been passed from pillar to post. Yeah. Hidden, hidden in a stable. Yeah. Okay, you can go live with your mother. And I don't think, I'm sorry, but I don't think Raina's a particularly amazing. I don't think that she's, listen, she's figure. never really had a chance to be a mother. And I think that's the point, yeah. right? She's like, I want my child. I want to get to know my child for the first time mm-hmm. in our yeah, lives. And Raina, yeah. their area is what, like eight or nine? 
eight by that point, yeah. So it's just, it's such a big learning experience for both of them. I, I think that maybe they weren't super compatible people, but they never, they would, they didn't have any chance to know that. So I don't mm. blame either of them necessarily for what ends up happening to Aria. I don't think it's Raina's fault by any means. No. And I don't think it could have, would have necessarily been any different had she stayed in King's Landing. You know, she still would have wanted more bigger things or independence mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, she's her mother's daughter in a lot of ways. But Aria gets stuck on Dragonstone and she doesn't want to be there. And that's one of the reasons why she runs away. Yeah, but like, it's Raina also, let her go. it's just equally possible that she could have been a nobody in King's Landing and didn't want to be there anymore. I mean, she's mm -hmm. Jaehaerys heir. Why? Because she's easily replaceable. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how I feel off. when I reread it again for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of yeah. it, all of Raina's story for me just gets more and more tragic and trauma filled, and I, it breaks my heart. Yes, it is, it is, it is heartbreaking what happens to her and disgusting as well. And yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh. Um, but I can't wait to read about it. I know. I can't wait to cover I'll it. I'll be honest. Talk about I can't it. Wait to cover it. I'm mm -hmm. excited. Mm -hmm. Do you have another, any more? I've got one more. Go ahead. So Jaharis sends out his preachers of faith mm -hmm. to talk his about seven. his amazing wife, seven. and his and to talk about uh, Targaryen exceptionalism. And mm -hmm. um, in the show, Tyrion does a similar thing with a character we see once but never again because they just forgot to do anything else about it <laughs> Kinvara oh, yeah. they get they sell the red this red priestess Kinvara that you're gonna go out and preach about Daenerys yeah and her greatness and tell the world that she is princess that was promised or whatever that she's yeah. you know there's a and uh and that she's the rightful queen and we never hear anything about that again it's just literally dropped yeah. um not that I have any issues with how Game of Thrones is written but I do and they just yeah. dropped that bit. They're just like, oh fuck it, we can't be bothered to anything with that one. It's so interesting. Also in that scene, she like talks to Varys and is like, Do you remember the voice that you heard when your body I know, was I the know fire? they really do What did they it. say? And you're and you're like, What she was also what did used they say? in um, I'm gonna sneeze. That was the tiniest sneeze. Oh, a little mouse sneeze. Oh, that was so sweet. Oh my goodness. Um, she was used in all the production stuff. Like she was in commercials and stuff like that, Kimbara. And yeah, then they did nothing with her. Yeah. They're like, eh, can't be bothered. Nah. It's too complicated. But I do wonder if either Daenerys or perhaps Fagon mm -hmm. will do a similar thing and send people out to preach. Yeah, I think Fagon will. Them. I think it will happen. I think Fagon. Fagon will. Yeah, I think it will. As um, well. for sure. It's I my other sort of stuff with the exceptional. There's so much I could go into with the exceptionalism, mm -hmm. but um, I had a point in the major. Oh, so the exceptionalism implies that they are also able to maintain doing this marrying brother to sister that this is sustainable for their line uh -huh. and it's not well it's been sustainable so far so far maybe but but again like they like don't hundreds have and hundreds of years. they don't have a lot of other people to marry into we don't know how long they had been practicing it like you know we don't have a lot of a lot from before egg on the conqueror well but, we do we do have the a whole family tree from egg on the conqueror but and isn't it just from anar no, it goes way up. 
It goes way, 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 way. I'm right. going to look it up right now. Well, they were the only ones who escaped, so... Right. <laughs> well, and we know, well, we're pretty sure that they married the Valerians. Here and there, right? Alyssa is proof of them doing that. And they were also Valerian blood. Valerian, Valerians. But anyway, but but there does come a point where this stops being sustainable and they start to go mad. So if you're going... I don't, I, yeah, but I don't agree <laughs> with the Targaryen madness. So it was Aenar who had two children, Gaemon and Daenys, and they got married and had babies. That was Aegon and Elena and another daughter. And they had Magon and Ares who got married, who had Alex and Balon and Damien, who had Arian who married Valena, who married Aegon, the f who had Aegon the first. So we can go back quite a few generations of how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. We've got six generations of incest before Aegon. Okay. And then Aegon's so, incestuous. Yeah. To Harry, or um, Aenys is not. No. And then Jaehaerys is. So, so maybe it's the outwardly marriages that cause the insanity. <laughs> so I don't, but I don't agree with Targaryen insanity. I, I don't agree that incest causes insanity. It causes yeah. many other genetic traits, but I don't think it causes. It's hard because it's a fantasy world to know what George decides it's to. Yeah. It's meant to be. It ambiguous. definitely might cause IQ issues, but it wouldn't cause insanity. That's a psychological issue not a genetic issue so do you think here's a question do you think i know you don't think that the incest causes insanity do you think the lack of the dragons causes insanity the lack of the dragons it's maybe the missing the dragon bond that causes insanity because that's when you start to see it right is when the dragons well, who, aren't who are the insane anymore. ones who would you count as insane then um, would you because some people think magor was insane that's true was he insane Magor, Magor suffered a head injury. He did. And he was maybe brought about by dark magic. Yeah. I think Magor is different. I think Magor is an exception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she likes exceptionalism. suits her. <laughs> it's, it's okay when it's Magor. It's okay when it's Magor. He's your favorite. I, I do think the dragon dreams massively affect... Targaryens. I think we see Egg go mad, sadly. Yes. We see Ares think, go mad. Yeah. Will Daenerys go mad? Ugh. Well, I don't know, but I don't think it's madness. I honestly, I think it's not madness. It is people who are taught, as we've discussed in this episode, that they are closer to gods than men. Mm -hmm. So if you give if you give people that thing in their head that you're better than everyone else, you know, that is not a good thing to teach someone. No. Like we saw this it with is, this, and this and is why I don't believe in, why I don't approve of the exceptionalism. But I don't think the exceptionalism is part of that. But anyway, but I'm saying their culture of believing that they are better than all men right. and that they're more close to gods than men, I think is a is a surefire way of giving people an arrogance issue, a superiority complex to make people think that they're other and better. I don't think that helps. If you then have people who are driven to power as kings and queens often are, you know, people who are interested in power are generally not the best people in the world, let's be honest. Right. 
if you want power, and we saw that in the show with John, I don't want it, but that means you're the best person for the job because you don't want it. Yeah. And anyone who does want it, like Cersei, she wanted power, she was bonkers. I think... So you've got you've got that you've got the kind of idea that they're closer. They've told themselves we are godly. You've got people who are driven to power and believe they have a god's given right to rule. That these are all things that are not necessarily great signs for long term rule. Long or just long term not being a dick or <laughs> it's just not good. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. who are driven to power are generally narcissists and things like that. It's not a great thing. No. And then throw into the mix dragon dreams that perhaps Aegon had, where they are, where they believe, and we see it in the show with Viserys, who they believe that their dreams mean something. That this means I am seeing the future. This is a portent. Like that would, like we see it with Viserys very clearly. He was mm. driven mad because he he believed that his dream, that his son, that this was going to be his son. He wasn't really driven person. mad by it. No, but what I, what he was driven mad by was the idea that because I am closer to gods than man, and I'm having this dream like my great great grandsire Egon had, like he mm-hmm. had a great dream that brought yeah. what well, he was going to bring all of Westeros together. Blah blah blah. That's a lot of pressure. That's a huge amount of pressure that you are going to bring the realm together and save people from the world. And I'm going to birth this son, and it's going to be this. And I heard the dragons roar and all the hoofbeats and blowing, blowing, blowing. And you, what drove him mad was not necessarily the dreams, but what the dreams made him do. The dream made him put Emma through several pregnancies that she could not handle, and it killed her, and he loved her, and that is what, like, he never got over that. That's not insanity, that's grief, but he never got over it. No. And I think the dragon dreams, it, it would drive you... You, you like Maester Eamon has dragon dreams and he starts talking in a, what some people might say is kind of a bonkers way towards the end but he's not he's a very wise person Arian Brightflame was clearly driven mad by dragon dreams because he truly believed that if he drank wildfire he could be a dragon but I think like if you just get a bit of a narcissist asshole who's told you're more god than man and we're better than the people and our dreams really mean something you're gonna get in the line of people who aren't dicks like Maester Aemon, you're going to get people like Arian Brightflame who just cannot, who are just like, yeah, yeah, I am better than, I'm better than everyone. If I drink wildfire, I'll turn into a dragon. The only exhibit of madness I think is in Ares, but I think Ares, the mad king, is only really mad after he's humongously traumatised by being kidnapped and brutally beaten and uh, uh, imprisoned in like dark cells in Duskendale. That's the only time afterwards, but I think that's PTSD. Like he Wait, doesn't want anyone to touch him. Well, Egg, Dragon Dreams, again, Egg, you can see him as a young boy in Duncan Egg. Mm-hmm. He's not mad. He's not mad. I think I think you're right. Like I think they fixate. They get fixated on this idea. Mm-hmm. And that's why I asked if you felt like once the dragons die out, does that make mm-hmm. them more susceptible to maybe that's this should be a bonus episode for Patreon so we can quantify. Well, I think over. it it means that when they have their dragon dreams and what they're seeing is, I mean, I completely agree with Joe Magician's view here, is that what they were seeing was what Daenerys did in the flames when she brought back dragons to the world. They right. saw something and they wanted to recreate it. And that's what Egg does eventually. He's clearly seen something about a pregnant woman and eggs and fire and a king being present. But she wasn't pregnant when the 
eggs were hatched. But she had just had a baby. Yeah. So I think just the pieces of the puzzle are there. Yes. Fire, king, baby. Also possible she looked pregnant, given she just had a baby. Had a baby, exactly. And there was a witch, and they had a wood switch at Summerhall. And they had Miri Mazda. Yeah. So I just think they're tortured by their dreams and by the fact that they tell themselves that they are hugely important people and better than all the rest and yeah it's just not a good but I, I guess i think this is like the the first step of that mm. of like we're gonna make everybody acknowledge that we're better and different than everybody else and it's just mm, not true. good it's just not good so let us know what you think people let us know do you agree do you think targaryen madness is a thing and if so why are you wrong <laughs> outline how you're wrong about that send us an email yeah or tweet us we didn't tell you where to tweet us we're we kissed, kissed pod what are we kiss podcast at twitter twitters yeah. we also have a blue sky account that i've just set up there's nothing on it i haven't put a picture or anything there i just now. literally set it up so we are now uh kissed by fire pod at blue sky social do da do da do da do da perfect and we are on Patreon, uh, just at Kissed by Fire on Patreon.com. And you can email us at Kissed by Fire, the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You may have noticed we do actually really like talking about things in depth. So if you have anything to say, please let us know. Let us know. Yeah. We, we love, love it. Chat. We love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. Everybody. Everybody out there. Let us know. Everybody out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Just whatever you got to say. Just talk to me. I get lonely sometimes. Yeah. We get lonely. <laughs> and we live far away from each other so it's hard yes that's why we look forward to recording so much i know and why it takes us all friggin all day. friggin day we've been here since <laughs> nine o'clock my time and it's 2 40 right now well i loved that episode and mm-hmm. i hope you did too i hope all you people out there did as well yes me too thanks for listening everybody anything yeah, you want to sign off with stuff just be nice to each other yeah the world is a weird place right now it can is. we all just be just try and be kind yeah in one way every day ask just yourself way. if you have compassion with what you do mm-hmm. yeah i like yeah. that and if people are buttheads then you know just ignore them and try and be kind yeah so, pretty much what is that in the background that was a motorcycle or a very noisy car okay. Zoom going back yes never forget the noisy motorcycle <laughs> but be kind yes um okay. yeah that's all i think okay well we'll see you guys next time for the next chapter well or next portion of the next chapter because it's a big one it's a big one and this is this is at three hours. that's what she said <laughs> i thought i was Sorry. the rude one <laughs> you're not that rude one uh we're both just rude it's just you just saw the dirty things when i didn't see. i feel a bit like ashamed of myself actually i just didn't <laughs> didn't see the double entendres even though they were dangling in front of my face as it were right there I missed the i missed the juicy danglers mm-hmm. so but you saw them mm-hmm. but anyway as i do we will speak to you next time yes. lovely people Thanks for listening. And um, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.